raccoons. Yeah, okay, okay. so it's all the name of this, it'll help the vibe. I'm thinking, okay, Courtney, so... Yeah, so it's no... Contact, no, crazy. Money back, no guarantee. Black or white, rich or poor. We'll cut prices at a straw. Welcome to the That's Why They Were Quality podcast, where we analyse, review and discuss everything that's proper quality, except for the music of R. Kelly. Now, in this episode, we are talking about the second series of Only Fools and Horses. Um, If you listened to the last episode, we got three episodes into series two. So now here is episode four from series two of Only Fools and Horses. We go right the way through to the Christmas special, Diamonds Are For Heaven. Hope you enjoy it. This episode starts off with Del and Rodney, and Del kind of tricks Rodney into buying an overcoat, sort of like gives it to him as a gift, and then says, oh yeah, that's 20 quid you owe me. And then Del tells Rodney to go knock on uh, Mrs. Singh's door and collect money from from her. And it's a a weird one, this, because in this episode, he's sort of... um, I think, what does what he call it? He's been sort of a tally man where he like um, he goes round and lets yeah. people pay stuff off weekly. Yeah, it's a job that you don't, you, you, you don't get now. Yeah. Um, but it was quite a, it wasn't, I wouldn't say a common job, but it was, it was definitely a, a a profession that you do in kind of different industries where if someone couldn't pay for something straight away, and it's not even just a physical thing, but I know they do it in insurances and things like that, mm. where you have to pay a monthly uh, fee, but it's the same. If you can't, buy something um, straight away well obviously you can't set up a direct debit to a bank like you can now yeah it's common back then i don't know when direct debits officially came in hmm. but someone would actually have to go around there and collect money um from from the customer on a weekly basis um, and i quite like this bit i quite like the bit when you see rodney kind of door to door because this is a good example like you hear rodney a lot moaning about how Dell makes him always do the donkey work hmm. And this is a good example of that. You actually see this in action, so I quite like it. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's weird. I mean, to be honest, though, I, I wouldn't think like Dell would go for this um, tally business because it gives like whoever's buying the thing like more of an option to back out paying. I thought I've never, cause I've never seen him do this since in any other episodes. It's a bit weird that he did. Yeah, it's do definitely it. definitely a risky thing. I mean, I know normally mm. they normally add interest on. Mm. So potentially he's doing it because he thinks he's going to get a bit more money. Mm. But also, I think it was a more common thing that you just had to take that chance. And yeah. People were probably a bit more trustworthy about it. Yeah, yeah. People did. Now I don't think you could do it because people just wouldn't, wouldn't open the door or yeah. put down a fake address or something like that. But um, yeah, it's, it's, it's more of a definitely not that common anymore. I don't think you really do it now. And, and why would you when you can set up a direct debit mm. or official? Yeah, exactly. I know Pornhub works that way. You've got to pay it all in one. Um, what do you mean you've got to pay it all in one? So, like, Pornhub, it's like a 12-month subscription. I, oh, I don't... you have to pay it all in one go. Sorry, Brazzers. That's what's right. Brazzers. Oh, Brazzers. Yeah. No, Brazzers. Sorry, everyone. That's, can we just correct that? It's not Pornhub. That's Brazzers. Brazzers, yeah. No, it's classy version, yeah. Uh, Brazzers. Um, no, but yeah, you have to um, yeah, you have to pay it all in one. Uh, don't ask me how I know. You normally get a 
a better value though, don't you? Like, I mean, yeah. I don't know in that in that particular website. I'll be honest, but I know yeah. normal uh, deals like that. You might get you might have to pay for you might get twelve months, but you only have to pay for ten. So I don't want to go off topic too much. But no, this is where there's any reason to go off topic. This this is it, you know. Anyway, so Delboy goes round. Um, sorry, Delboy sends Rodney to go down, go around seeing Miss Singh, and knocks on her door. And an older woman opens the door, like a woman in her forties, and her name turns out to be Irene, Irene McKay. Uh, she answers the door and she says, uh, "Mrs. Singh's not in." And Rodney says, "Sorry, oh. I'm just going to butt in." Yeah, no um, worries. So I found an American website where it says it's thirty dollars for a month, oh. which is actually quite a lot. I mean, what's that? Like twenty pound, twenty five pound. I think it probably works. I think Braz is probably the same, I reckon. I like that for a month, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is yeah. Braz, but obviously the, the, oh, uh, the, right. the website I read that one is obviously using American currency. So uh, Braz is like probably 20 to 25 pounds somewhere in that region. Mm. I mean, if you don't mind me saying that, it's one way to get fucked. Any episode there. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, even. <laughs> John Sullivan would be proud. Yeah, so. He, she said, so Rodney says to uh, to Irene, oh, do you know when uh, Mrs. Singh will be back? And she says, I might be a while. She's moved to Bangladesh. Um, oh, so that's what we were talking about. That's what we were talking about, that's yeah. What we're talking you about. Lost like, in the, you yeah. just lost it, and that's it. She's gone. Yeah, yeah. She's taken whatever the product is. Yeah, yeah. And she's gone. So that's a good example of uh, why that job is a bit of a risky one. And exactly. Paying for things that way is it's a bit of a risk. Yeah. 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 Um, so she invites Rodney in. And she's getting changed. Uh, she gets changed into uh, into these clothes, and she sort of like chats him up. So you're sort of saying, you know, have you got a girlfriend? Rodney goes, no, you know, no, no current girlfriend. And then, and she says, oh, I bet you must be beating off, beating him off, not not beating up. Well, I suppose, <laughs> I suppose she could have said that, but she no, she says, I bet you must be beating him off. And um, and Rodney goes, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll bet. Um, and Rodney winds up asking Irene to go out on a date and Irene saying, Oh, you know, people might stare because you know, the age difference saying, you know, she, she's much older than he is. And then Rodney says the line, oh, if people are going to stare, you know, let them stare. That don't bother me. I went out with a Chinese girl once. Here we go again. Here we go again. Early in this episode, getting out of the way early. Let's get it out of the way. Listen, yeah. Yeah. this show was made in the eighties. Yeah. Probably can't get away with that now. Yeah, it was. Um, but yeah. but two reasons why you can't get away with that now. It Maybe was a simpler time. Reasons. Yeah. First of all, a different time. That's it. First it was a different of all, time. you wouldn't get away without a BBC show. Mm. But second of all, that really wouldn't be a big deal. Now I mm. might be I might be well off there. I wasn't mm. around in nineteen eighty two, but I just imagine there were less minor uh, ethnicities about. Mm. So maybe there were less Chinese people about. Less minorities about. Yeah, sorry, less minorities about. Yeah. yeah. Maybe there was just Chinese people about. Maybe. So maybe. maybe it was a, a rarity. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe. I'm not sure. I, I've, not, I've no idea. Yeah, I've no idea where that line came from. It's weird. weird. Well, does that relate to oh, the girl, girl in from, his university? Yeah, who, probably. Who he smoked marijuana with. Mm. Obviously, that's him getting kicked out of uni. Um, potentially, that's her. Mm. Which shows her in a bit of a bad light. Done it really a little bit because she bit. got him into trouble. Mm. We don't know who obviously supplied it. She might no. supply it. Rodney might supply it. You don't know. But... Don't know. Yeah. There you go. There you go. So yeah, there's always a couple of moments like that in the series, isn't there? There always is. There always is. Don't don't be surprised. 
and it would be uh, it'd be another one in this episode as well. Um, so Del Boy, Rodney and Grandad are all in the flat, um, and Rodney's on the phone. He's speaking like very lovey, lovey dovey while Del's eating some uh, eating some it's dinner. It looks like it's dinner or breakfast. I can't really tell. And um, Rodney goes, "Oh, of course I missed you. I don't. I, I can't say it. There's people here." And then you know he, he hangs up, and then uh, I think it's, it's either Del or Grandad ask, "Oh, who was that?" And Rodney says. Oh, it's it's Mickey Pierce, <laughs> and uh, and we and uh, we get a bit of homophobia here as well. As Del Boy, he just acts like shocked out of his head, like he he looks appalled when he thinks uh, he thinks Rodney's gay. And Rodney asks, "I can ask you a bit of advice." And Del goes, "I never want to. I don't want to know. Don't want to know. Never had anything like that in our family." <laughs> she, again, you know, you won't get away with that today. I don't. I don't reckon. No, you know what? There's a couple of uh, moments like that um, that come mm-hmm. up throughout the, the series, um, mm-hmm. and it's kind of a typical. If anything, if anything, it, it's not. I mean, it's obviously not good, but mm. it shows. It kind of makes Dale look like a bit of an idiot. Oh, it does. Yeah, they're, def- they're definitely the ones being made fun of. Like, uh, yeah, you know, they're yeah. definitely the ones being made fun yeah. of here because it's like he's so. Um, it's so not what he is mm. that he's almost it is a phobia. It's like, oh no, I'm just even scared to even talk about it. Mm. So yeah, it's a bit of a joke on him. But again, it was different times as well. So yeah, different times. But this was the eighties, and, and homosexuality was quite established at that point. I think. Mm. Yeah, it was like gay artists and yeah. musicians, and mm. so I think Elton John was out by this point. Mm. Um, yeah, mm. I mean like Freddie Mercury and that. Hmm. I don't think it officially came out until he got the old age, but um, oh, I think right. it's sort of one of them things everyone knew. But like, it's one of those things that everyone knew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. So uh, Del then says, "Well, that wasn't Mickey Pierce. It was actually a, was actually a girl." And um, then, and can I can I just say as yeah. well? Um, she's quite a good looking woman for forty. I've got an interesting point about this, right? Oh, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll say to you, so what, what happens is, right? So Rodney, Rodney says to her, uh, says to Dell that basically it sort of comes out that she's forty years old, and because um, Dell was trying to like guess her age and goes, "Oh, how old is she? Like twenties, you know, thirties." And Rodney's like, a bit older. Rodney says, "Oh, you know, she's forty. And Dell goes, forty, and Dell goes. She's even too old for me. <laughs> and, and then Grandad goes, well, I'll have to think twice. <laughs> Massive laugh. That's brilliant. That's it. So good. That's brilliant. Rodney says that's not the problem, you know, her age. Uh, the problem is that her old man, her husband, he's in a, he's in prison and he's due to be released. And he's in prison. He's in prison for attempted murder and uh, GBH, I think is. And... And and this is my point here. You say about she, she's an attractive woman. I don't. I don't know. She's. I don't think she. I don't think she's worth like risking getting killed for. Like, and even when he was round rounders, like she didn't even seem like that nice of nice of a geezer. Like she didn't. She didn't seem like a really like. <laughs> she wasn't. She was a bit standoffish, weren't she? She, she was, was a bit cold. She was a bit cold. Like yeah. when when so Rodney goes there and he says, "Oh, you know, my name's Rodney," and then she sort of acts like, "No, no," she says, "Oh, oh Irene." And then Rodney goes, no, Rodney. And she acts like all annoyed and like not, like, yeah. she's not someone who I'd want to like be around, to be honest with you. I don't, I don't, like, you know, what's her name? Heather from the episode we'll get on to in a second, the Diamonds of the Heather. If she was Irene McKay, if she was the older woman in her 40s, 
there we go. That's much more convincing. That's yeah. someone who I'd be like heartbroken about. But, but I, 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 Rodney's done much better than Irene McKay, and he, I, 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 I yeah, think he bad some... casting. Bad, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's if, Do you yeah. think bad casting. Bad casting. I reckon if oh, okay. if, if if you're gonna have a woman who's gonna like, if you're gonna have someone who's gonna, you're gonna risk like potentially getting like killed for, then she's got to have some, some better qualities than Irene McKay. Like, well, fair enough then. Yeah, you seem pretty strong about that. Yeah, I just I just thought I don't know. It's, it's, it's yeah, bad bad casting, or at least write it to be like more likable. She wasn't the most interesting of characters, no. to be honest. No, she didn't. She weren't funny. She didn't really have many laughs. No, she didn't seem that warm. No, as you said before, she didn't seem. She seemed a bit standoffish. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Normally, like, actually, a couple of Rodney's girls have those traits where they're a bit. Mm. They, they don't have much of a personality. I jump to mm. uh, think of the one with um, what's her name? Nervous Neris. Nervous Neris. <laughs> she's always like a bit. Uh, she's quite standoffish, but that yeah. is the point of her character, though. In yeah. fairness, the point of her character, she's like that. Yeah. Um, but Dell's women are always really bubbly yeah, yeah big personalities yeah. it's true actually all yeah. well apart and from pauline we... yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah miranda well you were jumping ahead but yeah like yeah yeah, we, we, yeah. well there fair enough yeah <laughs> yeah yeah could have cast better i reckon so rodney's in the pub sulking and he's um telling delboy when he comes in well oh, here is our second bit of racism in the show so, uh, so Del Boy comes in and he sees this man. Um, he thinks he's uh, he's Sikh, I believe. I think he's wearing a turban. He comes in and he says, "Oh, you know, how's it going? Um, I saw your your wife the other day. She's got a horrible spot on her forehead, ain't she?" <laughs> it's different times. Different it's di- times. It's different times, but also, I mean, it's like first of all, the reason's always going to be it's different times. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, that's just the what, what the world was. But secondly, as well. The guy kind of laughs at that, doesn't he? It's one of them where it's not actually, he's not meaning any man. He's actually, he's not, yeah. no, 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 he's doing it. Yeah. Like, um, as a joke, and he, it's kind of like, yeah. they're building up a rapport by saying that. And as a re- the guy has, like, kind of a, like a, a funny reaction to it. Like, it's not a negative reaction, yeah, really. Yeah. Um, but it is just a joke, and you get the impression that they are kind of friends. Like, there was a lot of those off screen kind of friends who you don't really see much of, or he yeah, has a rapport yeah. with people. So that was one of them, and that is still being cheeky, and and that's the type of person he is. It's one of them where you know that like, you're good mates if you can say that to a yeah, geezer. Exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's one of them where like if someone like like said to me, made fun of me for like being Colombian, or um or like oh Colombian, well everyone does it anyway. So oh, you know, oh, well, as soon as I say I'm Colombian, it makes some kind of comment about cocaine. But but like if someone would say that, like if they were close, like if you said that to me. Like, that would be fine because you know we're, like, yeah, we're yeah. close mates it's kind of that thing yeah you get re- that impression I reckon that's the next level of friendship like when you can say something like openly offensive to them yeah then that's when you know like, you're really good mates like I think you should fit that into wedding speeches I reckon that's <laughs> like that's like your best like if you can when you find a, a girl that's right for you if you can like be proper offensive to her and uh, whatever a uh, 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 group uh, ethnic or, or sexual group is I reckon then you know you've, you've found true love I reckon I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. was just it was just kind of a harmless joke. A bit it was. Better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think if anyone's kind of getting annoyed at that, mm. just just don't watch the show. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's much worse. But you can't. You know. You can't like just complain about it because the show is is X amount of years old. It's what yeah. it was. So yeah. You know, I just say move on. You know, if you really don't like it that much, then don't watch it. But, but it's a shame to the podcast then. 
Yeah, I mean, it would be really strange if you were listening to this. I'll be honest. But yeah, yeah. If you if you really can't, if you really can't accept it. Just move on. Yeah. So, um, so, so Delboy sits down next to Rodney and is asking her why he's in a bad mood. Uh, Rodney says, "Oh, Irene dumped me," and uh, Del then says, "Well, no, you know, it's probably for the best. Imagine if you went out down to a roller disco and you saw some young stunner." And leave Irene for her. Imagine how she would feel knowing that she's lost out in love to a younger woman and she wouldn't just be losing anyone, she'd be losing you. Playing to Rodney's ego, again about the toxic masculinity. Um, Rodney goes, Oh, yeah, you know, poor chick. And uh, Rodney goes, Oh, you know, I'm sorry about this. And Delboy goes, Oh, don't be, don't be afraid of your emotions. You know, that, that's what separates you from. from from people like them over there, like those morons like them over there. And uh, there's like a group of people with like strange hair, um, they're mods or rockers or some some kind of geese yeah. sit, sitting at the bar, uh, all talking. That's this geese with like sort of, he's got sort of weird, spiky kind of hair. I don't know how he wears hats. Um, anyway, Del- oh, you got to accept that you're not wearing hats. No, no that's one thing you got to cut your thing, life. Yeah, you got a hairstyle. Yeah. Like it's a shame, really. I don't really hair, I don't really want a hairstyle that's going to restrict me. No, he can't be an astronaut, that lad, can he? No, that's true, he can't no. be an astronaut. No, he can't be a motorcyclist, can't be a race car driver. No. Anyway, so, so Rodney, Rodney's sitting there, and Del Boy says, oh, I'll get you another one. Uh, Del Boy goes up to the barmaid, Julie, <laughs> and um, she got, and she goes, oh, what's up with him? And Del Boy goes, oh, some old tart's giving him the sack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's brilliant. Uh, so then the guy with, that, yeah. that happens throughout the sh- throughout the whole series mm. there's moments where Del and Rodney have a heart to heart in the pub and then Del will just go to whoever's behind the bar and yeah. just sl- put it into layman's terms <laughs> and just say Rodney um, that happens a couple of times throughout the show and it's always pretty funny yeah so um, then the guy with the spiky hair comes over once Rodney and Del sitting down and um Rodney says, oh, this is uh, Irene's son. Uh, this is Marcus, Irene's son. And uh, Marcus says, oh, hello, Del. And, you know, goes off to talk to his mates. And Rodney's, you know, he's a bit confused. And he's saying, well, how do, how do you know your name? And, and Derek, uh, Del's saying, oh, you know, it's because of me, uh, my necklace, isn't it? You know, it's got D on it. And Rodney's saying, well, that could stand for anything. And then he goes over and asks Marcus, you know, how does he know who Del's name is? And Marcus goes, oh, we took Irene out for a drink the other day. And Rodney's angry and Del says, you know, she took her out and asked, and said, you know, if she thought anything of you, then uh, she'd leave you alone. And Rodney, like, storms out angry, saying, you know, what would I do without you? One of these days, one of these days. And Del, boy, he walks, he turns around to see Julie and goes, oh, that's the thanks I get. And uh, she gives a terrible bit of acting and just sort of goes, oh, half, half soft. Um, would have retaken that. It was just, uh, yeah, not very good. So Del Boy's on the way home. He gets grabbed by this man and he gets thrown in the alleyway and says, oh, there's someone who really wants to see you. And uh, then this guy comes out the shadow, this big guy. And he says, oh, my name's Tommy McKay. You know, he, he turns out to be Irene's husband. And he says, um, I've known that someone, I've been told that someone is being seen on a date with my wife. And says, "Oh, you're gonna, I'm gonna teach you, teach you a lesson." Which is like, "You're gonna get the beating of your life, Rodney, my old son." And Delboy <laughs> then realizes, "Oh, you know, 
no, not he's not after me. He's after Rodney. And uh, Del Boy, he's, he's just about to laugh. And then Tommy goes, that is, that is you though, isn't it, Rodney? And Del says, no, he sort of pauses for a second there, contemplating what his decision was. And then he sort of does an intake of breath going, oh, right, well, first we have to do this now. He goes, yep, no, that's me. And then um, Tommy says, give him some air. Uh, Del Boy takes his jacket off, throws it in this, in this gutter and rain starts, pour- well, it's all gutter water starts pouring on it. And then that makes Del annoyed and they get into this fight. And the next thing you see is this police officer walking down the road. He, uh, he he hears this fight, goes around the corner, sees it. And you see the police officer sort of like following the action and go, that's too much for me. And he walks off. Yeah. Great laugh. It's great. And also, this is actually quite an emotional scene. It is, yeah. It's probably the best scene in the whole episode. Oh, by far, yeah. Um, yeah. I think the standout moment of the episode. Yeah, say, yeah. And, and I'm going to say this now. Uh, this is a strong season. And yeah. this is the weak link. This episode. episode. Yeah, yeah. This, this no, isn't yeah, the greatest episode. Yeah. But this scene, it's almost worth it for this scene alone. Yeah. Because this is one of those few moments where you actually see how much Dale really cares for Rodney. Mm. And it's also just his mentality and attitude. The fact that he stands up to these people and just accepts it. Mm. And actually, not only that, but doesn't lie down and, and take a beating. He actually fights back. Mm. So it's a great scene, this. It de- definitely is a great scene, yeah. It's a great scene as well, because... Throughout the show, it's all kind of a laugh and that. It's all a bit of banter. It's, there's a lot of jokes in there. But you don't really get too many serious situations. Yeah. So this is actually a serious, gritty situation that reminds you that you're in Peckham, reminds you you're in South London. And these are like, this is what life is was like and probably is still like in parts like that because they're, they're not the nicest of areas, unfortunately. Um, you know, so this, this kind of brings you back to reality to show you that it's not all roses for the trotters. Roses and sunshines. No, definitely. And if it's, and again, if you're going to get into a fight with this, this geezer, Tommy McKay, pick a better bird than Irene, honestly. Anyway, so, um, yeah, Rodney, uh, sorry, Del, he comes out of the alleyway. He's all bloodied up. He's sort of walking with a limp. His clothes are all tattered. Um, next thing we see is Del Boy at the pub. He's walking up behind Rodney. He's having a drink. And he says, oh, Rodney, you know, guess what I've done for you? And Rodney like turns around and he's you know angry. Then he sees what state Dell's in, and he goes, "Oh, what happened to you?" And then Dell says, "I ran into Irene's husband, made him see the error of his ways." And then Rodney goes, "Oh well, you know what you said earlier. It made me see things in a new light. You know you were right." And Del Boy goes, well, "What were you talking about?" Because he's wanting now like Rodney and Irene to. Uh, to get back together and yeah because he's taken a big beating for it taken exactly yeah and some he, of that probably came out of guilt as well yeah probably so. yeah and he so he's saying yeah i've cleared the path for you and irene and, and rodney's saying oh you know me and irene we're um well, we're done you know that was probably just a fling i, I needed a mother figure and she was new in town uh, but you were right you were right del i went down the roller disco and i've met this this 18 year old who's got a body to die for um her name's zoe and this girl comes over in like this um, roller disco kind of kind of gear, quite an attractive, attractive lady. They uh, they go to leave, and then Rodney says to to Dell, "I get that head looked at if I was you." And Dell replies to uh, to Rodney, "Those are the truest bloody words that you've spoke for ages, Rodney." Which gets a huge applause from the audience, and um, and that's where the the episode ends. Um, 
and yeah, okay episode, but again, probably the weakest link. Yeah, it's definitely the weakest link. Um, just because it just it doesn't it doesn't flow. I don't think as well as, as the other episodes, and it's almost like it's completely built around that scene to show the old boy taking a beating for Rodney, which is a good mm. scene, and you also have a good laugh from it from the police officer's reaction. But it's almost like this whole episode was built around that, and it just probably wasn't built that well. Well, that's, yeah, that's exactly what uh, John Sullivan wrote in the said of Only Falls and Horses. He said, um, no greater love was written to show how far Del would, would go to help his yeah, kid okay, brother. Fair enough. Um, yeah, so it yeah. does do that, definitely. Mm. And it's good. But it's just the, the episode, the reasons for it just isn't great. It's no. not a great, it's not the greatest episode. It's okay. You know what, I think is if you, if you didn't, if you just watched it randomly because it was on TV, um, you'd probably enjoy it. So the next episode we come on to is The Yellow Peril, which is 30 seconds long. 30 seconds long? <laughs> this is the quickest episode. Oh, fuck, I'll do that again. <laughs> <laughs> so the next, um, I don't know why I wrote 30 seconds on my notes. Um, just, just in case, so you know, by the way, that 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 whole losing streak, I did that I did that in the style of Jay-Z. No no written notes there. No no written. Like Biggie Small's doing that. No, nothing written there. Doing it off, uh, off memory. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. During the losing streak episode, I was just dying. Yeah, oh, that's right. Remember the computer went out, so that why the the thing went on screensavers. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, there's a little kind of inside knowledge. Yeah. If I listen. Yeah. Anyway, so the Yellow Peril is uh, thirty minutes long. Uh, aired on the eighteenth of November, nineteen eighty-two, and it attracted eight point two million viewers. Um, the episode starts off with Del Boy. Uh, in this Chinese restaurant, and he's agreed to deal uh, with the owner of the restaurant, Mr. Chin, to decorate it. Um, he says he can't do it today because it's the anniversary of his mum's death, and him and Rodney will spend a day at the cemetery. And so we go to the cemetery where we see Dan and Rodney at their mother's grave, and you see the gravestone. Joan Mavis Trotter died on the 12th of March 1964, wife of Reg, mother of Dan and Rodney. Um, I think he says died uh, died in her sleep, or just no, since fell asleep. That that's what he says. Yeah, and this is one of those bits where we you obviously hear about uh, obviously Del and Rodney's mum not being around, and a lot of the time it's kind of in a, a recurring joke where mm. Del always says to Rodney, "Oh, this is what your mum said to us on on her deathbed." Yeah, and it kind of turns into a joke, but this is kind of the first. I think it's one of the first times you see the. Uh, you know, you, you see the gravestone, you see the writing on it and everything, and you can kind of take it in with the trotters. Mm. And it kind of brings it back to reality a bit. Yeah, definitely, yeah. I think I think this is um maybe this is the first bit in bit in the cemetery actually, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and it's um yeah, it's, it's quite an emotional bit. Yeah. Um I just wanna say though, I think this episode's brilliant. Mm. Um like, even when you just read out the title Yellow Peril. Yeah. It, it just made me smile. Um, yeah. And what I like about this is coming off the back of the last episode, which was quite a little had gritty moments, mm. um, quite emotional. Obviously, it dealt with relationships and, and how um, Rodney didn't feel comfortable in relationships. Now, Dale kind of betrayed him, but then also made a good, great sacrifice for him. Mm. Um, and then coming into this one, it's like completely different. This is like a this could be like a Laurel Hardy episode. Either, yeah, actually, no, it could and, be. And, yeah, and yeah. it just shows how, and this is kind of a real slapstick episode, yeah. but it just shows how how good the writing was to jump from one to the other and also how good the acting was. Yeah, and and it had some serious moments in it as well because um just just now like Rodney says um because Del Boy is saying to Rodney, 
oh, you know, I don't know how you can be all, you've got no sense of occasion, you know, you're here at your mother's gravesite, and Rodney goes, look, I didn't know Rodney, uh, I didn't know Ma, I was, you know, I didn't know Mum, I was just, just a nipper when she passed away. You might feel some personal loss, but I just feel cheated. And Delroy feels bad because he realises, you know, yeah. he realises, you know, Ronnie didn't have that opportunity. And then he's describing describing their mum. And, um... What, what, sorry, what, what's great about that bit as well yeah. is in a lot of shows with bad writing, yeah. that would come out... That would come out in... That that wouldn't really... They, they would say that statement, um, but it wouldn't... It would just kind of come out not naturally, it'd be mm. very artificial. But the way the conversation flows and everything, and where they are and everything, it flows out really well. It sounds natural, mm. and it is kind of like they're having this kind of heart to heart moment, and it, you can completely buy into it and believe it. Mm. And um, yeah, it's a great. It's a great bit. It's a great bit of writing. Definitely, and you can see how like Dell plays on on um on Roddy's emotions as well. Like in 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 because when he's sort of he's saying, "Oh, I love days like this," you know, just sit here, and he's describing the sun, and he's saying, "I can watch the birds," and then. You're painting the Chinese takeaway, and they go down the trees. And Rodney sort of like was like, "Whoa, whoa, what, what did you say?" Mm-hmm. He goes, "I'm not painting no Chinese takeaway." And then Del says, "That's charming, isn't it?" You know, Mum said to me on her deathbed that you know, take care of Rodney, make sure you do your best to make him feel normal. And he says, um, "Yeah, I promised Mum that I'd give you half of everything." And Del says, "You know, I'd gi- I'd give you half half everything I have." I'd, uh, I'd give, I'd give you, and Rodney says, "Well, what if you had uh, two million pounds? Do you, would you give me half?" And and Del goes, "Yeah, I'd give you a million pounds." And Rodney goes, "Well, if you had two Rolls Royces, would you give me half? Um, would you give me one? Not half a Rolls Royce? That'd be a bit redundant." He goes, um, "No, yeah, I'd, I'd give you one Rolls Royce." And then, yeah, and then Rodney says, "What about if you had two deep sea divers' watches?" And Del goes, "Well, you know, I've got two of those deep, <laughs> deep sea divers' watches," and. Uh, and then Rodney's still saying, "Look, all right, I'm not going to do. It. I'm not going to give in to your blackmail." And Dell goes, "All right, what about if I give you a borrow of my dirty mags?" <laughs> now that convinces him. <laughs> Good way to end the scene. Um, and then it's not uh, again that saying that shows how mm. the show's dated a bit because no one has dirty mags now. No. And also, if you had dirty mags, let's just say if you had dirty mags, nope, not and then you said to me, yeah, and you said to me, oh, "I'll give you a borrow of them," mm. I wouldn't really want them. No, yeah, what, yeah, what, what has he done with him? Then? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's like... I'm about to get the page apart. It's like borrowing someone's used tissue. You know what I, I mean? Would, I wouldn't say that. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, Maybe that's a bit too graphic. Yeah, it's, it's like... It's, it's, I'll tell you uh, what it's like then. It's like if you ate your dinner on a plate yeah. and you served me dinner on the same plate it's without washing like, it. It's a bit like that, yeah. You know, yeah. I wouldn't really want it. No. Something a bit sleazy about it. Yeah, yeah. Unless, unless, like, unless, like, you know, like, you know, one of those mic stands that you have, one of those stands you have for lyrics, like conductors have. Like, if you had that, maybe that's what you used to do back in the day. You have one of those, like, stands, and you put your porno mag there, and you sort of, like, you know, got yourself off from a distance. So then there was no, like, and then, and then, and then, like, if, if your hands that were covered with, with, with your substance didn't make direct contact with the magazine, there might even be anything wrong in it, but I, I yeah, don't know. But I don't also, know if made also maybe, maybe for me, it would be the mentality of it. The fact that mm. you've used it. Mm. The fact that it's used, mm. I don't know, it puts me off. I was going to give you my porn up. 
my, my branch's uh, website login. But that's you know, different. no, 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 you don't, no, you don't no, want it. Different. No, you don't want it. So it's fine. That's different. No. Oh, you can't say that. That's different. Right. Um, but but that also shows how redundant kind of those magazines are. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. like you'd never. I don't think they even do they even sell them anymore. I thought why asking me? No, they, no, they do actually. Yeah, no, they do. fair enough. Yeah. I mean, I just don't know why. I don't know why. I've never actually bought one myself. Um, no, 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 because no, you can get so much like more mm. just by googling it. No, exactly. Yeah, so yeah. There's no point. Just it's before kind of googling, I mean, yeah. you can get it for free. Yeah, yeah. A picture is probably a good warm up. Good, good starter. Yeah, right. It's like a prank. Pre. <laughs> <laughs> But then you move on to the main course. Mm. But the thing is, what's that's what the thumbnails are for, though, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But the thing is about that though is, um, that's like that's like the thing is because because websites are free. That's like going to the pub for a pre-drink mm. and then going home for the main session. That's true, actually. Yeah. Redundant. Yeah. It's redundant. It is. But so, uh, like blockbusters, it's a dying industry. It's a dying industry. It's a dying <laughs> industry. It's a shame. Blockbusters is a dead industry, actually. Is it's gone? Yeah, it's gone. I went, I went past down on my street where the blockbusters used to be, and motorcycle shop. So like, yeah, is, is it that way? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's a shame. Yeah, I was yeah. maybe, maybe sad that. Yeah, how to have some motor shops, <laughs> motorcycle shops surviving? I suppose it's probably more. Mm. Especially if people Mot- motorcycle never go out of business. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. So. I mean, yeah. it's just it's actually a big shop. Yeah. I mean, this is irrelevant for anyone who's talking about it. It's a big motorcycle shop. Yeah. And it's like to the point where it's actually really big. They sell clothing and everything. I'm like, yeah. it's crazy how that's. Don't say the like, name, though. We need, need money. I don't know what it's called. No, good. If you give us I mean, money, play, the I motorcycle like, shop will say your name. Yeah, though. I like seeing. Get all of our an independent, It's an independent business. I like seeing those thrive, which is good. Yeah. Um, and that's that's really good. But I just, it's crazy how it does and Blockbuster dies. Yeah, it's true. Um, yeah, there you go. Mm. And this is a nice little tangent. Of the, we've gone from porn magazines to <laughs> how successful motorcycle shops are. Well, so that's Gre- a nice Gre- little tangent then. Well, Greece is involved. Anyway, so um, so uh, <laughs> the next day the trotters the and right- helmets. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, and rubber. So the next day uh, the trotters arrive at the uh, the takeaway and, and, the- and big throbbing vehicles. <laughs> um, so the trotters arrive at the takeaway. And uh, the cat w- goes running out the door straight away. And Rodney goes, oh, no, was it a pet? And Del Boy goes, no, that's number 30, 36 off the menu. Here we go. Here now, we go. Now, here, here we, we go. go. It's a different time. Different here time. We, this is a here we go moment. It's, it's a different go. time. It's a here different we go. Time. Episode has begun now. Um, <laughs> so, so, yeah. They're, couldn't say that now. Couldn't say that. But no. let's move. We've had a couple of these moments. Yeah. And they, were, they there are a couple that seem to be targeted at the Chinese. Yeah. So let's move on. Very yeah, yeah. I thought, yeah, yeah. Two two in a row. Two, two in a row. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the Asian community in general, actually. Yeah. Anyway, we apologise. We apologise. Um. Oh, we didn't. We didn't write it. I know, but on behalf on behalf <laughs> of, of Lord Sullivan, we apologise. So um, yeah, they get into the old kitchen, and uh, and they see the state of it. And Mr. Chin arrives, and he says, "Oh, we got a call." Hey, Mr. Chin. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> well, there we go. <laughs> um, so yeah, so Mr. Chin arrives, and uh, yeah, Mr. Chin arrives. He he says, "Oh, we got a call from the health inspector," and he said, "You're going to be in big trouble, John. Your kitchen needs painting." And that's when Rodney twigs that Del Boy, you know, made the call. He says, "John," and Del Boy goes, "You know, you know, South London expression, you know, John." And um, 
Again, and, that's that's just a, a little slice of genius from yeah, a, a little dip into Derek's mind. Yeah. the way the way constructs that behind behind everyone's it's all done off camera, and it's yeah. only when Rodney catches it out we kind of catch up. So yeah, it's brilliant, brilliant. It's, it's, I yeah. love moments like that. It's subtle, it's very subtle. Yeah. So um, it, 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 I tell you what the difference is now. In today's show, yeah, we would see that all being played out. No, we would yeah, have seen yeah. that phone call being made, in that, and it wouldn't have been as funny. No. Um, and that's because I think writers today think the audience are idiots. Yeah. So you don't get so, but you didn't get that back then. That no. was the joke. Yeah. Really. Exactly. Yeah. Because leave science to the imagination. Um, so yeah, then Mister Chin's asking Del Boy, you know, what colour are you going to paint the walls? And um, they've got these cans of paint that they've uh, they've been they've been sold, and Rodney, he's um, trying to get the lid off one of them, and Del Boy goes, well. He sort of takes Mr. Chin by by the arm, by the shoulder, sorry, gets his arm around his shoulder and he sort of walk, starts walking off and doing this spiel about, you know, I was thinking about your takeaway and he's saying, Rodney, you know, any update with getting the, the lid off? And uh, Rodney's going, I'm trying, I'm trying, as he's trying to get the lid off. And he's going, now I was thinking what to paint your takeaway and then Mr. Chin goes, blue, I like blue. And then Del says, exactly, that's exactly what I was thinking. We should paint your takeaway blue. And then Rodney turns around to him and goes, it's yellow. And Del Boy goes, then I changed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Fantastic. Great. Well, have you decided what colour the walls will be? Colour? Oh, yes. Yes. I mean, you don't think that we leave an important decision like that to the last minute, do you? <laughs> Get that lid off. I'm trying. Yeah. <laughs> well, Mr Chin, you see... The colour that I thought of, now you may not agree with me, but somehow I think that you will. You see, what I thought, what, and you can shoot me down in flames in this one if you like, you know what I mean? What I, have you got the lid off yet? No. Yeah. Well, you see, what I thought, the colour these walls should be. Blue. What? I like blue. Blue. Ah, blue. Just sans frontiers. That is exactly what I thought. I thought, why don't we paint these walls a nice, subtle shade of blue? What shade of blue? Yellow. And then I changed my mind. <laughs> yeah, it's brilliant. That, that, I like this because this mm. is, you get a couple of bits. So first of all, in this scene, you get the genius of Trotter. Yeah. Do how he set it up. But in this bit as well, you get to see him, you know, Think you get to see his silver tongue yeah, yeah. In, in use. And it's, mm. it's a great scene. Yeah. And and not and not not uh, not about Connie Lingus Connie Lingus there talking about uh, he's uh, gifted a gab yeah gifted a gab might have had both anyway so Del Boy he um he's saying yeah we th- no, we thought it should be it should be gold because of the name of your restaurant um the Golden Locust and Rodney goes it's yellow Del Boy goes no it's gold and you know Mr Chin says you know I'll leave it up to you. A couple of days later, Rodney and Grandad back at the flat. They finished a job, and Delwy comes in, and he's been a bit secretive about where he's been for the past past few days because they they say, "Oh, he's been sneaking out at night time." Yeah. Um, and, and again, yeah, we don't have to see Del sneaking it out, sneaking no. in like we'd get in a modern day TV program. Exactly. Yeah. We we just we leave it to the conversation naturally come out, and it, it puts us in the moment. It catches us up mm. almost instantly. Brilliant. Definitely. Uh, trigger arrives with another load of paint for Dell, and uh, when he's been questioned to where the paint comes from, 
he reveals that uh, he and Monkey Harris uh, stole it from a shed in Clapham Junction. And, uh, <laughs> and Monkey Harris, we never yeah, see. We never see we? Monkey Harris. We never uh, see Monkey Harris, but he's referred to in, in a couple of episodes. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's a bit of a character, Monkey Harris. He's that one character you never see. Yeah. Um, what do you think of Monkey Harris? Never seen. What do you think the type of person he is? I imagine him having sideburns for some reason. I imagine. Why him... do you think he's called Monkey? I, I don't know why he's called Monkey. To be honest with you, probably something to do like the 20, twenty quid, something like that. Yeah, yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, it's, uh, it just makes him sound like a funny character, and you, you kind of feel glad you never get to see him. Yeah, exactly. You'd almost want one episode where he just comes into it. Yeah, but it'll ruin the illusion of Monkey Harris. It, it would do. Yeah, ruin the legend. Um, it's like Boba Fett in many ways. I know he was on screen, but um, <laughs> anyway, so. <laughs> So, I don't. I think this is the only podcast where you're going to get Monkey Harris compared to Boba Fett. <laughs> Carry on. I suppose like your Boba Boba Fett would be like Slater. He's like the Boba Fett of like only falls in horses. Um, he's he's like one of them. He's only in it a little bit, but there's a whole like backstory built up. Yeah, I, 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 I appreciate Slater, that. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, all right. Let's play this game then. Yeah. Let's compare only falls in horses characters to Star Wars characters. All right. Boba Fett. Slater. Now I can see that because of all the backstory. Boba Fett has a lot of yeah. not so much backstory. Well, actually, does kind of have a backstory. He's the, he's the assassin, um, right? Bounty hunter, right? He's the bounty hunter yeah. in the original trilogy. Mm. But his son is Jango Fett, right? And Jango Fett is cloned, and this happens in the prequels. Mm. Jango Fett is cloned loads and loads of times. Mm. Um, to uh, and he and his clones are the ones who are the storm. Troopers. Mm. Wait, I can't remember. Django Fett might have been the dad to Bobo Fett. I can't remember which way around it was. But let's just say Slate is Bobo Fett. Then, okay. Bobo Fett. Uh, Dell's Han Solo. Dell's Han Solo has um, to be. Um, Rodney C3PO. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Bang on right there. So we've got R2D2. No, I reckon Rodney's an R2D2. Granddad's maybe a C3PO. I don't know, because. C-3PO is kind of reluctant to go along with the plans and, and do all of that nonsense. You know, he's kind of a bit like, oh, I'm not sure about that. Yeah, I Rodney, think I reckon that's a Rodney, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's no, what I mean, no, C-3PO yeah, 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 yeah. would be Rodney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know, uh, Grandad's... R2-D2, R2-D2 is maybe an Uncle Albert, maybe. Because he, he's sort of, he's a bit... He kind of just goes along with it. No, but, but R2-D2, he's always like, he's sort of, like, no one really listens to him, but he always kind of knows what's going on. And Grandad's the same, I don't really take... Granddad or, or and could Uncle you Albert. Say, could you say that mm. one of them is a Chewy, a Chewbacca? He'd be a Chewbacca. He'd be a Chewbacca. Oh, actually, no. I'm saying Granddad. I'm saying Grand. I'm saying Granddad's potentially Yoda, kind of mm. sitting about in a swamp. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> no, actually, it could be. Yeah. No, yeah. Relaying like stories about the past. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe yeah. a bit more of an Uncle Albert then. Uncle, Uncle Albert. Yeah. yeah. Uncle Albert's like Yoda. Yeah. I, I reckon. Um, who, who, who would be your, who's trigger who's trigger who's going to be <sighs> who's trigger um it's Boise the Darth Vader uh, I suppose so I don't know he, if that's he really kind, fair he, he kind of is bad. because he's you know, that's, that's Boise right there he's like a bit of a villain but he's not that bad like he's one of them where you like, kind of like I mean Darth Vader kind of in the end kind of turns his ways yeah. so potentially a bit of a boy like he killed a planet full of people but but after that, he, he, after that, he's not that bad. Not that. Well, if you can get past that, you know, yeah, um, yeah. You get. I've actually sell some used cars. Darth Vader. Maybe. I think I could actually see him doing that. Yeah, I think yeah. he'd be an all right salesman. Yeah. Also, Boise has kind of the physicality for it. It's quite kind of a similar quite, so, build yeah. to Darth Vader. 
Yeah, yeah. You could see that. Um, Who's Trigger? Trigger, Trigger, I don't know. I don't want to say this because I don't really like the character in Star Wars, but a bit of a Jar Jar Binks character, maybe. Oh, I don't know. That's, That's Mickey Pierce. Cool. Mickey Pierce, whatever scene, he's a Jar Jar Binks. You know Binks. what? You're 100% right. I'll, tell you, Jar Jar I'll tell you why. Yeah. Mickey Pierce is a bit annoying. He's fucking annoying. He's, so yeah. that makes sense. I appreciate yeah. that. I can, I can back that all the way. Who is Trigger? Who is Trigger? Who is a lovable character? Is it? Okay, maybe, it be, maybe he could be a bit of a Chewie. It could be a bit of a chewy. I tell you what, I tell you what, that's not a bad clever, shout. Though. Chewy's always No, but like I tell you what, that's reason. not a bad shout. Because yeah. Trigger, I know, apart from the kind of the fact that Trigger's an idiot and Chewy is kind of clever, mm. um, Chewy does back Han Solo a lot. Mm. Obviously, all the way. Mm. And so does Trigger. Mm. He backs him all the way. Like in a losing streak. That's true, actually, yeah. And he pays his money. So I'll put, I'll put a Chewy down as a. I'll put Trigger down as a Chewy. Yeah. Anyway, so Mr. Chin, he's that was, um, that was a bit strange, wasn't it? <laughs> no, that was that was, that was uh, No, I, I agree with all of that. I think that's um, and uh, Cassandra is no, no. I think um, Raquel was Raquel was a bit of a layer, uh, bit of a layer. Yeah. Um, it's not really. Uh, I mean, I suppose you'd say then Cassandra is. I, I don't know what her name is. Uh, you know the princess in the prequels. Yeah, Queen Amidala. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. again, she's not the strongest of characters, but she's no, okay. She's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So then, and and uh, who's who's Del's son again? De- um, Damien. He he is fucking Anakin. If I've ever seen an Anakin, <laughs> yeah. just get him off the screen. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, next time, maybe in the next uh, episode that we get to, we're going to uh, compare him to Lord of the Rings characters. Lord of the Rings. Right. Pirates of the Caribbean after that. Pirates of the Caribbean yeah. after that. Mm. Um, I think Lord of the Rings would be a difficult one. Be a difficult yeah. one, yeah. Because it's just, it's. I, I don't really remember much of it. I just don't know how you'd even make that comparison. I have to rewatch them to be honest. With you. We'll, we'll get back to you on that one. <laughs> we'll, we'll do it anyway. So, um, yeah, um, Trigger says that yeah, him and Monkey Harris stole a paint um, from a storage shed in Clapham Junction, and the paint was used to paint signs in a railway tunnels. And Grandad asked, "How can you see the paint?" If it's if it's in a tunnel, yeah, it'll be pitch black, and then uh, Trigger goes, "No, no, it's luminous paint," and <laughs> the old boy goes, "Oh no, you see, it's like oh, luminous," <laughs> and he's he's furious with um with Trigger. So how can you not tell me it's luminous paint? And then Mister Chin phones up, and he he the old boy answers it, and he's saying, uh. Mr. Chin saying, you know, what have you done to done to my walls? Have you seen my walls? And Delboy says, Well, the luminous paint is designed to save money in uh, electricity bills, you know, because you don't need to turn the lights on now. It's a good bit of spill that as well. It's a good, great yeah. bit of spill. And they puts the phone down and then Delboy's I think Rodney's asking, Oh, does Mr. Chin want his money back? And then Del says <laughs> no, he wants to come round the other day and do uh, come round tomorrow and do his living room in it. <laughs> hello, hello to Mr. Chin. How are you? Don't you hello, Mr. Chin, me? Huh? What have you done to my wife? Glowing, are they? Mm-hmm. Right, now listen. Tell them not to be frightened, because this is a uh, new. Uh, energy saving paint we're using. 
Yeah. It's designed to cut down on the old electricity bills. Yeah, I'll get it from this contact in um, Stockholm. Stock. Stockholm. Stockholm. Oh yeah. Yeah, because you see the Norwegians, they uh, lead the world in paint technology. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes, I understand, right? Be around to see you first thing in the morning. Does he want his money back? No, he wants you to go around tomorrow and do out his living room in it. <laughs> He's great, and he's That's about to—he's about to buy some more paint off Trigger, and then he realizes, oh no, what have I done? And uh, then, then Rodney and uh, Rodney and Grand are like, oh, well, you know, why, why is he alarmed? And then, and they'll send, oh, well, all right, no, rather than tell you how about I show you. They go to the cemetery, and uh, Del says, this is where I've been for the last couple of days, and they have a look at their mum's monument. Which is just a bright, glowing, it's glowing light. Glowing. It's like a, a, it's like one of those flashy lights in Vegas. It's it is, it, and and yeah. and they're like, uh, oh, what, Rodney says, "Oh, come around midnight, you're gonna have dancing witches around here." And Del Boy goes, "You know, if someone should ask me why I did, uh, you know, who did this, I'll say, yes, I did go and I did paint my my mother, my late mother's grave, and I'm proud of it." Then he has a look and goes. Come on, let's put it down to ba to vandals. <laughs> let's get out of here before we get our collars felt. Just where you've been for the past couple of days? Painting Mum's monument. It was her favourite colour, and we both agreed it needed brightening up. <laughs> Looks more like a rocket launch. Well, I didn't know it was going to be luminous, did I? Do you realise our mum's grave is now going to become a beacon for every Satanist and acid head in England? It's going to be white witches dancing around that on a full moon. It's going to be chicken's blood everywhere. What worries me, it's on the main flight path to Heathrow. <laughs> um... I, I mean, it was okay. A good episode, I thought. Good episode, I like yeah. that episode. Yeah, because yeah. it's just slapstick, and it's uh, you got good banter between Rodney, your boy, and granddad. Good, yeah. good episode. I like it. Yeah, very, very, very good episode. Yeah, I like that one. And now let's hear a word from our sponsors. Oh, mate, I'm losing blood. I'm losing blood. Get in the car. Get in the car. Where'd them bloody police come from? I don't know, mate. It's meant to be a simple bank robbery. Oh no, he's bleeding out. He's bleeding out, he might die, he's bleeding out! Don't you hate those hard to get out stains? Then you might like to try Sanchez's Stain Remover. Your friend could be bleeding out on your shirt and then you can wear it to his funeral. Sanchez's Stain Remover. Get it now! So the next episode we come on to is It Never Rains. Um, and this is 30 minutes long. I was about to say 30 seconds again. I've written 30 seconds on my notes. But it's 30 we've, minutes we've long. We've twice on the truck. Twice on a truck. Oh, it's terrible. Twice in the trotters. I'll put this down to dyslexia, the fact that I've got 30 seconds. I'm going to blame it on that. Um, 9.5 million viewers. Um, okay, it's, got, it's gone up again. Um, 25th of November, 1982. So the episode starts off with Del Boy and Rodney uh, in the Nags Heads. They're sat in their board. It's been raining non-stop for four days. And Del Boy sees um, Alex, uh, a travel agent. He goes up and talks to Alex and he says, uh, Alex says he's not been doing very well. He says that he thought he'd knock out some flights, you know, based on this World Cup, but but nothing, you know, nothing's really come of it. And Dell says, well, what about, right, if you offer a special discount, the next person who comes into your store, 80% off the price anywhere in the world. And Alex goes, 
No, I don't, I don't, what do I want to do that for? And Dell says, well, because everyone else who comes in there, they'll have to pay at a regular price. And he convinces Alex to do it. And then he goes over back to Rodney and goes, fancy a holiday. And <laughs> he, says to, he says to Rodney, he tells him about the deal. And Rodney goes, you'll go bust. And Dell says, yeah, I know. I told, I told Alex not to do it. But, you know, he, you know, he, 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 wouldn't, he wouldn't listen to it. And then he says, uh, right, you know, I'll go do the biz with Alex. You go out there and try and sell some of this gear. <laughs> and it's, next, a great, it's a great bit there because yeah. this is one of those bits where you see Dell play someone else. He does mm. this quite a lot where you see him have two different conversations where they're for complete polar episode, yeah. polar opposites. Mm. And um, yeah, it, it's, it's funny to see how he convinces one Alex to do that and then convinces Rodney to, to do it. What, what I don't get, Mm. Is how did he get away with it? How did he go into Alex's travel agents and say, oh, "I want the, uh, I want the holiday"? It's good you brought it up because I was about to say the same thing. I don't, I like. I mean, how would that go? How does he go in there? So I'm going to go holiday, like. Yeah. I, 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 to be, I, that's the thing. Like, I wouldn't be surprised like Dell got away with it, but it doesn't. That don't, it don't make sense, does it? No, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Listen, it's artistic license. Artistic license. You've got to accept things like that. We forgive. And it is something. funny. It is a funny joke. Mm. But yeah. Um, you just want to, you always want to see how that conversation took place. Exactly. Having said that, is Lord Sullivan um George Lucas? Would he be George Lucas? He would be George Lucas. Yeah. That makes sense. I'd also put him down to a uh, a Ben Kenobi. Yeah. Which is just the wise Jedi. Yeah. 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 So um if we're gonna compare him, yeah. Yeah, definitely, yeah. And um, the prequels, well, as you know, it does make sense because the prequels are kind of like that, that trilogy they brought back at Christmas, where like um like it wasn't it wasn't you know it was, it was some there was some good bits, but overall I kind of wish I didn't bring back the prequels. They kind of tarnished the legacy. And then the red the Red Nose Day special that was like um, uh, Clone Wars, where it's like oh, I don't even count this as Star Wars. This is just yeah. what are you doing it? No. And also just. To jump ahead when we compare them to Lord of the Rings characters, yeah. I think it's said to say Lord Sullivan is uh, um, Gandalf. Yeah, yeah, fair, fair. Having fair. That. I'm having we're that. also going to do Harry Potter characters at some point as well when we get yeah. when we're digging the bottom of the barrel. Harry Potter kind of works though, because didn't they have like their old character? Was it like Robbie Coltrane? No, the old, there was the old wizard, and he he died in real life, and they got replaced with another old wizard, didn't he? Harry Potter. Yeah, so um, that's kind of like Granddad and Uncle Albert. Yeah, I, I I think they yeah they went through two Dumbledores I think. Was it two Dumbledores? I think so. Yeah. So the first one I can't remember what the fellow was called. He was I a don't big know actor. Harry Potter, though, to be honest, yeah. No, and then the second one was Michael Gambon. Hmm. Which is a bit of a, he's quite a massive actor. Got got his own corner named after him in Top Gear. So that's that that's how big of an actor. Yeah. That's when they made it. Yeah, he was just in Layer Cake. Oh, he was. He was. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. yeah and he yeah. was like a hard man in that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And he starts describing a shit cake, a shit sandwich, or something like that. It's a great film, that. Film, film near here, actually. Well, it's, yeah, yeah. Layer Cake was filmed around where we live. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What was Daniel Craig's character name? Oh, fuck, who knows? Some geezer. I would, though. If I was, I would. <laughs> anyway, really? so... Yeah, no, if I was, if I so was. if you were... Um, if I was uh, a homosexual man... If I'd, you were a homosexual man... If I was, if I was a gay man, I'd, well, yeah, I'd, 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 I'd demolish that. Anyway, so... Um, Fair enough, then. Yeah, so he says to Rodney, <laughs> how about you go out and try and sell some of this gear? You know, you want some spending money. 
And next thing we see is Ronnie outside in the rain going, genuine Italian sun hats. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, a few hours later, we see uh, Rodney and Grandad back in the flat and um, Bellboy comes in. Rodney's got his feet in a foot bath because, you know, he's been out in the rain. I've probably got a cold or something like that, but he's got his feet in a foot bath. Foot bath. I tell you what, that sounds quite nice right about now, foot bath. It'd be nice. It'd be nice I wish bath. we had a couple of foot baths. Right? Yeah, Maybe yeah, we should kind of invest in them for the... During the podcast, but for foot baths. I think it'd be yeah. some relaxers. It would do, actually. Yeah, yeah. Foot bath. You don't really see foot baths now, do you? No. Might have not. Run myself a nice foot bath. But the foot bath, like, it was, I mean, say a foot bath, it was just um, bucket with some water in oh. Well, you've, you've ruined that, surely. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe we should get some proper nice quality foot baths. Yeah. And if not, we should make some. And uh, if anyone does make some, then um, let us know, give us some money, and we'll promote them. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, artistic, artistic integrity is, is one thing, but it, it's, it, it means fuck all if there's, there's no cash. Anyway, <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so they're back at the flat. Uh, Roddy's got his feet in the in foot, foot bath, a little bucket of water. And, uh, and Delboy comes in, loads of brochures, and it says, I'd going to Spain. He's all dancing and excited. And Granddad says, uh, oh, you know, I've never never been to Spain before. And that's when, like, Del Boy sort of motions to Rodney, oh, you know, I've not, not booked him on the flight. And Granddad, you know, seems excited. And then, uh, and Granddad... <laughs> Quite <laughs> sad as well, isn't it? It's a bit, a bit yeah. sad, yeah. So, so De- well, Del Boy originally comes in and goes, we're going off to, we're going away, away from the tourists. Where are we going? Benidorm. <laughs> and, then, um, and then he says, uh, Granddad goes, I've never been to Benidorm. And he goes, where is it? He says, I've always wanted to go to Benidorm. Where is it? And then Del Boy says, it's in Spain. And then Granddad goes, oh, I've been to Spain before. And then, uh, and then you know, Del's like, oh, no, you wouldn't want to go again, would you? Ronnie says that, I believe. And then Del Boy says, uh, right, okay, you know, why don't you get go in the kitchen, whip us up some Spanish omelets, you know, get us in the mood. And uh, it's that then when he's in the kitchen, Granddad making uh, the Spanish omelets, Del's saying, uh, they sort of have this discussion and Del's saying, oh, you know, I can't, I can't tell him he's not coming. It will break his heart. And Rodney's going, well, I'll have to do it, you know. And Rodney, Rodney goes in there and then while he's in there, Del Boy's on the phone and asking the hotel, you know, can you stick another uh, bed in our room, you know, because Granddad's coming. And then Rodney comes out and says, oh, I couldn't tell him. Can't they just stick another bed in our room then Del Boy goes oh yeah yeah you're like the man at the top you're utterly ruthless and then Del Boy <laughs> Rodney goes I can be ruthless when I want to, when I want to be Del Boy's sitting down right there he goes just now I've told him that I don't like Spanish omelets and he goes but I've also told him that that you love them so you can have mine as well and that's when Del Boy puts his foot in the foot bath so the next thing we see is a montage set in Spain and it's set to the music of Mungo Jerry's uh, in the summertime now sadly we used the music budget in our last episode, so um, we're going to have to find another way to make do. Um, I might have to actually sing some of the songs myself, but uh, you won't you won't notice. So you know, don't don't even worry about it. Don't even know why I told you really. Anyway, enjoy the episode. So the next thing we see is a montage set to the song um, In the Summertime by Mungo Jerry. And the, the montage kind of shows them uh, enjoying their holiday. And they're chatting to girls. They're going to the beach. It's quite nice. Yeah, it's quite nice to see yeah. the side of them. Yeah, especially with Grandad. Yeah, yeah. And uh, then they, uh, they, they're at this club it shows in the montage. And um, 
it's sort of done in, in the same style as that montage was done back in Series 1, where it's like a load of like pictures kind of moving in some sort of stop-motion animation kind of way. Yeah, it's a strange one. Yeah. Strange one. Um, I quite like it, though. It's, very it's nice. not bad at all, yeah. but it's definitely a sign of the times. It's sign of the times. Yeah, yeah, that, I think it would look really dated if someone did that today. No, yeah, definitely, yeah. Something modern. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, and... Uh, do we know they're getting with some very attractive girls actually both of them very very good you know well in there so um so yeah they're they're both cracking on with these girls at this club and then they take them back to their hotel room and that's this is when it cuts from like the montage from like the uh the kind of stop motion stuff to like real-time images and uh, they take them back to their room and that's when you see granddad asleep with his dentures out in, in the glass next to him and the girls leave and uh that's yeah that's funny and yeah, let's uh, get that bit yeah that mungo jerry song in the summertime though it, it it does talk about like drinking and driving it's saying um it's a weird one that sorry what's the lyric uh in the summertime where the weather is fine uh let's take a drink take a drive something like that it was like um Take a drink. It, it talks about promoting drink driving. Well, what's it? Well, we're going to have to have a look. Let's have a look at the lyrics. Let's have a look. Let's have a look. No, it does. It does. It promotes about drink driving. Let me, let me go. Mungo Jerry. It's a great song, that Mungo Jerry. It's all shot. Those all the time. Obviously, drink driving is not good. Well, let's just um, let's have a look. Have a drink, have a drive, go and see what you can find. No, I disagree with you completely. I think you're banging out of order there. What do you mean? I think he's just telling you to stay high. Doesn't it say doesn't say what he's drinking. Mr. Nice H2O, bottle it, of and water. He, and he's, it could be on a rescue mission, have a drink, have a drive, go out and see what we can find. It exactly. could be saying, like, like you know, drink some water and then just go and you can see any, like, people in trouble or anything like that. Yeah, exactly. I think he's being responsible, if anything. If I any, think we should all listen to, to Mungo, Mungo Jerry more. Yeah. No, if anything, that song could be about, like, the geezers who drive ambulances, like the A&E exactly. responder geezers. And they always need to stay hydrated. They, they can't be do. driving around with headaches. No. And, and, and thirsty, distracted. Right. No, they yeah. need to stay hydrated. They hydrate. Listen, if there's one thing I've said from the very start of this podcast, is yeah. that we should always take advice from Mungo Jerry. And, and How many times right. have I said that? All the time, mate. All the time. We're mate. just saying it now before we start recording. <laughs> so, yeah. let's. I think you're a bit out of order there. I think you should apologise when you to Mungo Jerry. I apologise. <laughs> I apologise. So the next day, we see Del Boy and Rodney on the beach. And Del Boy's sunbathing. And uh, Grandad... He's, he's standing there just looking at the sea and he's, they're saying like, oh, he seems like he's been in a, a bit of a strange mood since, ever since they got there to Spain and they're saying, oh, maybe you know, the weather doesn't agree with him or something like that. And they, they throw a ball at him, knock off his, his hat <laughs> and, uh, and then Grandad goes, oh, you better watch out, you could have blinded me. And uh, this is, I'm going back to the, to the flat for a, a fiesta. I was trying to say siesta. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, yeah, Rodney pours uh, pours beer on Dell's back when he's tr- when he means to pour suntan lotion. Uh, next thing we see, Dell boy, he's at, he's at, he walks into this bar and he sees this really attractive like bl- uh, blonde girl, and um, she he sees the uh, the blonde girl speaking. I think it's the barman in front. No, sorry, the blonde girl he sees the blonde girl speak to someone that she's bumped into in French, um, and he's thinking, oh, she's French, so <laughs> goes up. To her and starts trying to chat her up in, in in French, and it's brilliant. And he seems to be getting on, you know. Okay, yeah. <laughs> he see he says like all this stuff in like sort of this like he sort of makeshift French, and then goes thank you, John, <laughs> to the barman. <laughs> brilliant. Um, then <laughs> then the girl like goes over, uh, goes off, 
and you know she's like, I'll be back in a second. She sort of says in French, and um, then goes and sits next to this this geezer, uh, not a geezer, he's a bit of a prick. Uh, he sits next to this 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 guy, and um, and this guy sort of says, "Oh, you know, come sit down next next to me." And she goes, oh, "I'd love to, but I got." stuck with this French bloke over there. <laughs> and then uh, he, she sits down and um, and he says, you know, don't worry, it won't, won't bother you if, if I'm around. Delboy comes over with the drinks and this guy stands up. It turns out he's a really, a really tall guy and says uh, says to him, oh, you know, thank you, waiter. I hope they don't kick sand in my face, you know, make you fun of Del. And then Delboy looks at, looks at the girl and she sort of gives emotion. Like, oh, I know, I'm kind of sorry, but, you know, what can I do? And then, what he does, he gets his cigar that he's smoking and pops it in the guy's uh, in the guy's sort of rubber sort of blow up chair that he's sitting on, yeah. and deflates it. He walks off, and then Rodney runs in and goes. It's kind of a funny little scene. It's irrelevant to everything else. Yeah, it's like a filler scene to it waste a, little a bit. couple of minutes, but yeah. it's funny. It's it's not bad. It's kind of a, a memorable scene. It is. She she's memorable. I remember her. She's totally in my memory. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, I feel, so, like, I feel like sorry, I feel like we touched upon something there. You seemed. Uh, I wish I could touch upon. You seem, it. I you wish seemed, I could touch upon something. You seemed a bit emotionally withdrawn there for a second when it's you had been a long time. Girl, It's been a long time. Been a long time. <laughs> so um, yeah, they, they go back. So um, Del Boy is walking back from the bar, and Rodney like charges in and goes, "Del, Del," and Rod and Rodney is um, it's all in a panic, and Del says, "Look, I'm about to pull a French bird." Rodney goes, <laughs> you've got to come, it's granddad. And Delboy goes, what? He says, he's been arrested. Come on, let's go. So... <laughs> it's just funny, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so they go into uh, this prison cell and uh, the guard Juan lets him in, waits till the guard leaves and the granddad goes, oh, it's you too. And, 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 and the guard <laughs> is like, yeah, oh, he's, he's horrible, isn't he? He's like mm. some big, fat, sleazy fella, isn't he? Like... Yeah. Uh, it, it looks terrible as well. The whole, the whole scene just completes. The whole show takes a complete turn. It's like a really grimy yeah. cell he's in. It's really funny. Yeah, and and did you know actually the prison guards played by a British actor, an English actor called Anthony Jackson, who was in Rent a Ghost, and actually appeared in Citizen Smith as an Italian waiter. So prior, yeah. prior association. That. Yeah, I did not know that. Thank you for that bit of knowledge. Yeah, and also. Uh, when he so the prison guard lets him in, and he's saying to him, um, you know, Delboy says to him like sort of says thanks to him. He says, "Oh, Granada, Granada," which is, of course a Spanish football team. So it's it's uh, something that, that runs as something through like the episode. It shows you John Sullivan's like love of football, and Delboy as a character, like he's not he's love of football as well. As you, you go to the Hullenbach episode when he goes Ajax is like the greeting. Yeah. And yeah. we're going to see it again in Diamonds of Forever as well. Um, anyway, yes, yeah, so they go into the prison cell, and uh, and they're t- saying to, to to Granddad, "What happened?" And Granddad goes, "Oh, nothing. You know, I was just walking back home, and then suddenly this police car came, and they took me here. and And they're saying that they don't take you to prison for anything. Now, what did you do? Did you did you uh, did you have a go at anyone? Did you get in an argument? Did you goose the maid? And then uh, and then Granddad goes, "No, no." And that'll be one small thing. And they're going, right, now we're getting somewhere, right? When did this happen? And he goes, well, this didn't happen today. And they're like, oh, okay, when did it happen? And they're like, 1936. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, I'll be, I'll, like, I think it's, um, it's goes to him. No, Rodney says, no, sorry, Delboy says to Rodney, if I weren't mistaken there, 
he just say 1930? I thought you said 1936. <laughs> and he goes, yeah, I thought I heard the same thing. And he starts telling this story about how... <laughs> This is. I was back in. I was back living in Peckham in 1936, and uh, you know there was unemployment. No one could get any jobs, and they're like, right, "What does a dog queue in Peckham have to do with with Spain?" <laughs> now, I'm getting to it. It's 1936. No work about. So me and my friend Nobby Clark, we we um we said, "Well, why don't we go and join the uh, the Foreign Legion?" And uh, so then we hitchhiked. And uh, we we ended up in Spain. And when in Spain, um, someone asked us if they if they could carry a cargo. And uh, they go, well, what kind of cargo? Guns. And they go. When he's telling this, as well, yeah. it's kind of like it's quite intense. Very intense. It's very. You are you are hanging off of everywhere because obviously he's been arrested. Mm. You're trying to find out why. And. The way he tells it, he's like he's telling a really good story. And it is actually quite a good mm. story. So it's a good, it's a nice scene, this. And when he says that, it's like the whole episode kind of takes a, a turn. It does. I've, I've just missed, I've just fucking forgot. I missed out the best bit of this whole episode. It's when they first get in there and they're annoyed with granddad. And uh, and they're saying to him, uh, oh, Del Boy's been running all around here. And uh, I've been trying to get hold of a console. And, and Granddad goes, well, oh, Charmin, while I've been in here, Rodney's he's been trying to get hold of a, get hold of a car. And, and then he goes, uh, no, not a car, the British consulate. And they start arguing and Del Boy goes, oi, 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 stop that. We'll get him chucked out of here. <laughs> <laughs> best scene of the best That's line brilliant. of the episode. Yeah, that is brilliant. I think it's one of the best lines of the show, though. Yeah, so yeah. good. <laughs> um, anyway, so, yeah, so, so Grandad's telling this story, and he's saying, you know, they, they, and uh, Rodney goes, you were gun running during the, the Spanish Civil War? And Grandad goes, that's, that's the best time to do it, Rodney, is when you get the most money. <laughs> and they that's go, a great line as well. Brilliant. That's a great line. And they go, well, and Granddad goes, oh no, it wasn't a purely financial transaction. We did, we both felt a deep um, personal like, devotion to the cause. And Delpo goes, which side we sell into? <laughs> and he goes, oh, whichever side was paying the most money, really. <laughs> Again, we've had like three really mm. decent jokes. Like, it's, like, it's a great scene. You know, all scene. these jokes are like, can, if you, oh, I tell you what, this is something you should think about. This is saying that this is just coming to my head. Best joke in *Only Fools* best best line from *Only Fools* and *Horses*. And I, and oh, straight in this scene, you've kind of got three that could be contenders. Could be contenders. That's how good this scene is. What's the best line so far that we've got up to the, this point? Do you reckon? Uh, I'm not sure. I'll to get back to you on that one. We'll yeah. get back to you. Oh, I tell you what, we'll do it at the end of the uh, when we've gone through. Maybe the end of the season. What we should do is do the best line of the series. Best line of the series. But I think there's one of them could potentially be a, like for me. I think the um, well, that's the best time to do it, Rodney. Is, uh, is genius. That's great. That's great. It's like two idiots having a conversation. <laughs> it's just brilliant. It's fantastic. Um, so yeah, it tells about they were gun running during the civil war. They got caught and then they were taken to uh, they, they were locked up and they were um and his friend Nobby Clark. Was uh, was tortured. Nobby Clark again. It's almost <laughs> like the old Monkey Harris. It is. It's like yeah. A... It's very very name. But as again, it's a name that's like died out, is it? Nobby. Uh, yeah. 
You know, you get if, if you call your son Nobby, you know he's going to be a, a proper sound geezer. What's um, Nobby short for? Is it short for anything? Norberto? I don't know. <laughs> it's a bit mean though, because like, when you're making fun of a kid's, like you can just go, oh, he's a bit of a knob, like st- straight away. That's just like, yeah, straight away. Um, but anyway, yeah. So uh, another another uh, great line actually in this is when they were talking about how they were stowed away oh, on this boat. Norbert. 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 I like that. I mean, if you're trying to take the fun out, like piss out of a kid, Norbert, like, there you go. I'm sorry to anyone called Norbert. You've probably offended a whole load of geezers. But... I'm going to go out on a limb and say there's no one listening to this called Norbert. There is. I mean, if you are Norbert, called Norbert, then you can listen. Please reach out to us. Please, please reach out to us, yeah. We want to get you on the show. Do you think there's any females called Norbert? No. No. It's the, the least female name going. If, if there are. That's another thing. Right into us. Yeah. With your least female names. Yeah. So Norbert is so far our ranking champion, I think. It's the most, yeah, the weirdest name in the show. Norbert. Well, it depends what monkey's short for. Yeah. But, all right, weirdest names in the show, Norbert's ranking top. Mm-hmm. Norbert's ranking first place. Ranking first place. So, yeah. What's so, Trigger's real name? Colin. Colin. Yeah. It's not that weird. Not that weird. It's quite Norbert's normal. number one. Yeah. Got we've got a fox called Colin. No, sorry, a cat called Colin. The cat, he's not really our cat, he's sort of a neighbourhood cat. His name's Colin. It's not really that strange of a name, really. That's nice. I tell you what, you don't really get that in your neighbourhood cats. No. We've got one. Jump from house to house. It's probably downstairs right now. Yeah. Having a meal here and there. That's nice. It's nice, yeah. Another great line, though, we also get that I should have, we circle back to this, is when he was talking about the story about them stowing away on the boat, he says, Oh, you know, it, the boat was tossing and turning, and uh, us, us trotters never made good sailors. Little reference to Uncle yeah. Albert right there. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I'm I glad, love it. I I'm love glad it. you said that. Yeah. I'm glad you said that. Because um, it is a reference to Uncle Albert. Do you think it was intentional? Do you reckon, like, they. they like, I don't I, well, I think me, Lord Sullivan had that in mind when he came out of Uncle Albert. Well, I, t- I don't think I, tell you what, I almost think that this scene is the birth of Uncle Albert. It could be. Almost the conception of Uncle Albert. Could be these ridiculous stories that go off on a tangent. Because let's be honest, like Grandad doesn't tell that many stories. Mm. He tells the old one. The Scotch bloke during the war, the double-headed coin. That was kind yeah. of a great story. Yeah, departed. <laughs> he left. But this one is this one. Like this is almost like you know, it's almost like he started thinking. Right, hang on, we could get some real jokes out of mm. this. And then when Uncle Albert comes into it, he goes right. This is our chance to put a stamp on. on this ridiculous character that has all these ridiculous stories. That's a very good point. Actually. Yeah, I always feel like point. this is the start of, of Uncle Albert, like the early early signs of Uncle Albert. So maybe, true. maybe Granddad, as the show goes on, was maybe meant to take over that role potentially. I don't know. No, it's true. If, well, he, if he, yeah, yeah. No, no, that's no, that that's yeah. He, he would have been. Yeah, that's very. I just never thought about that. Maybe he would have been more like an Uncle Albert role if he did. That's a very interesting point, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And um, I almost think that it's quite nice to see it start with a fresh character mm. because it would have been strange seeing Grandad come out of all these stories where we've gone a couple of seasons without mm. experiencing any of these stories. Obviously, it's incredible. It's really tragic, obviously, that he that he passed. Mm. Um, but I suppose with a new uh, character coming to replace his character, it was a good opportunity to to put in these uh, characteristic traits. Do you think if if only Fools and Horses was made a few years later? Those um in those uh, last three episodes, they would have had like the hologram. Like I'm hoping, like unlike Star Wars, they don't remaster it and put like holograms of like Uncle Albert and um, 
and granddad in there. Like, that would be bad, wouldn't it? Sorry, what what you actually... <laughs> what do you mean hologram? No, where, you know, where are these holograms going to come into it? Well, it's not in Star Wars. I know, I know, I 100% know what you mean, yeah, but yeah. I think you're making... So what you're thinking is... is no, look, I'm, I'm saying it's remaster. good. I'm saying it's good. They didn't remaster any Fools and Horses, and they didn't put, like, So you granddad. think they're going to remaster any Fools and Horses? No, I'm saying I hope they don't. Right. No, I hope they don't either, but I don't see how that'd fit in the show. No, that's good they don't do it then. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no, they, they could do it. Those points, they could do it. Let's hope they don't. No, I mean, so let's just say they, they made a fresh episode, a fresh series for Only Fools and Horses. Mm. Do you know what I was thinking an idea for Only Fools and Horses could be? Like to well, carry like on, a new, like a yeah, and it should be a great a spin-off. I- yeah, it should be a great idea. And just, just <clears throat> give everyone a heads up. We are after this going onto the green, green grass. Yeah, 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 we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah we are. Um, <laughs> Obviously, the greatest show that ever made. I, I have to edit that out. Like, <laughs> that's the most offensive thing we've said. <laughs> um, no, no, yeah. So I was thinking of idea right, for a spin-off for Only Fools and Horses. And I don't know why they haven't done this, but please don't do this. Please don't do this. But it's a good idea, but, but please don't, please don't fucking do this. But think about this. Rodney, Del Boy, and Boise, they all have children. Spin off right there. The sons of all, the, the, the sons and daughter, Rodney has a yeah, girl. Rodney has a girl, yeah. All three of them. How old would they be now? They'd all roughly around, be about, Tyler would be oldest. No, sorry. No, yeah, Tyler and... Tyler's... Tyler's well old though. Like the thing is, Tyler's an established Tyler, character Tyler from Green, Dam- Green Grass. Oh yeah. So Tyler would be older, and then Damien would be maybe like ten years younger, maybe. No, I don't think he'd be that much younger. I think Damien, uh, Damien, and Tyler that... would be similar age. Listen, but I think it would be max like five years difference. To be honest though, it would be it would be a similar dynamic. It, like, think about this though, it'd be a similar dynamic that in Damien would be much older than um, than Joan, who's going to be Rodney's uh, daughter. Um, and that would mirror the dynamic of Del Boy and Rodney in a kind of way. Yeah, it would. And also, if they were to do it, mm. the fact that they've got a female lead character in there, be through Joan, yeah, it would be pretty, um, pretty good for today's society. They'd love that. Yeah. Now I'm gonna stop you there because we're making this idea too appealing. If we do it anymore, some fucker might actually I go can and actually make see this it taking place. I can please see don't, please place. don't do it. If anyone's listening to this and they're going, oh, this would be a good. No, don't do it. Because um, you'll fuck I've it, you'll fuck you know, it up. Whoever's writing it will fuck it up. Do you Don't think do this would be like? Um, do you think it? Do you think this would be like Rodney's perception of what Damien's like in the future, where he's like that weird kind of Terminator state? It could. No, the thing is, it'll be funny either way. It'll be funny if like, like if you do, you got to do one or two extremes. He's either got to be exactly what Rodney thinks he's going to be, or he's got to be the nicest guy ever. He's got to be. I've learned from my ways when I was a young tear away. He's, yeah, but that wouldn't be funny though. No, I, re- yeah. I reckon if you go far enough with it and make maybe make Rodney's daughter like really an asshole, like, I reckon that would be hilarious. You know what? That would be really good. That'd be a nice twist if, yeah. if, if Rodney's daughter was more of the Del Boy character. Yeah, that would be good. That Again, be don't good. do it. Please don't do it. I want to see a pilot. And the thing is, now now we want to see a pilot. Now we've had <laughs> green green grass and we've had rock and chips. We've almost got a cinematic universe with only Falls and Horses, and it's getting very worrying because it's almost all right. Now we're going into another thing. Now we've got the fucking comparing... stage show as well. Yeah, and now we're comparing it to the Marvel universe. Well, it's like Star Wars. It's like Star Wars again. Yeah, it's like Star Wars again. Now we're comparing it to Marvel. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. I, well, I was going to say so bad there, I'm not going to do it. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> let's leave that in <laughs> Let's leave it in my mind. Um, I can just picture it now. I can picture uh, Damien and Joan in the flat. 
a bit of banter in that. I don't know. Yeah. It's a bit of banter. And they go down. Who would be the granddad type character? Wait, David Jason back as, as kind of the granddad's character. <sighs> Again, you're making this too... Like, the thing oh, is... Oh, that would be brilliant. No, the thing is, on paper, that'd this sounds... brilliant. This... And he's kind of like this... He kind of comes out... He'd be different to granddad and Uncle Albert because he would have some comedy lies and that. But what I'd like to see is him not really get involved. He's almost kind of turned a bit bitter in his older age. Mm. But he comes out with the, the, the bits of genius and he gets him out of trouble. See, the thing is, right, this sounds brilliant. I mean, this it sounds, sounds brilliant. This sounds something like I would want to watch. The thing is, we've got to remember, John Sullivan won't be writing it. So the episode will start off and we'll be going, oh, yeah, it's brilliant. And you're only four years old, spin off. Like this, the credits will come up and then we'll see the flat and it will be, it will be, the, the, all the, the characters there will be great and then David Beckham will be there because That's John Sullivan's not writing That's it. That's what I was going to say. And some other fucker is going to mess Beckham's it all up. David going to be there. He's going to be David there. Beckham's 100% going to be and, there. And it's going to be wait, awful. wait. Wait a second. We've just missed the massive plot twist. And we've just revealed it to our audience. Yeah. David Beckham is Monkey Harris. Oh, my goodness. Facts. Facts. David Beckham is Monkey Harris. Yeah. It's happened. That's happened. That's happened. That's law now. (laughs) Anytime we talk about Monkey Harris, he's now David Beckham. He's David Beckham. David Beckham. Yeah. Confirmed. You heard it here first. Heard it here first, Gazer. Anyways, we're back at the prison cell, and um... <laughs> sorry, can we just quickly um, spitball some idea title of this show? Oh, I'm saying tired horses. <laughs> <laughs> you could see that, couldn't you? You could see that tired horses. <laughs> That'd be great, actually. Or yeah. work horses. Work horses. Oh. No, no, no. Be good, actually. So, what's about stables? Going stable. <laughs> no, that reminds me of the green green grass a bit too much. No, yeah, it's true. Yeah. Alright, crack on. <laughs> <laughs> um anyway, so back at the prison cell, um and yeah, and granddad's telling him about how him and Nobby were taken and they were tortured and um he he could hear Nobby being tortured in his prison cell. And he goes, I better wake you up at one point. You know, I think uh, uh, Rodney says, he goes, the last thing on my mind was sleep. Nobby, you could hear his screams throughout the cells. And then it was my turn. And they go, oh, what? They tortured you. And they go, well, they would have done if I didn't tell them everything I knew. <laughs> Again, another contender for another, the series. Brilliant. brilliant. He's this just, like, you know what? This might be Grandad's strongest scene. It might be. It might be, actually. It might be. But people aren't like write him off though, but but like he had some great like we saw in the last line he had the Brilliant. best best line of the episode with oh, I'd have to think twice like <laughs> he he, he, has, he, he comes out with these one lines such a genius right. and it's it's but the thing is it's all about the delivery it's right? all about the delivery yeah very underrated um brilliant um so granddad says you know after that they banned me from all of uh, me and Nobby from all of Spain and all of our, all of their territories and dominions. And uh, they need to, we went back to Peckham and signed on and they say, right. Okay. When, when the guard comes back in, Delboy says to them, right. When the guard comes back in, just let me do the talking. So Juan, the guard comes back in and, um, and he goes, Oh, Juan, nice to see you. Just a Juan I wanted to see. <laughs> Great line. <laughs> Great well. line. Brilliant. Price is just a line after line it in this is. one scene. It's brilliant. This scene saves the episode, I reckon. It's really good. So, hang on, what was that? It saves the episode. It's a good episode, but this, this, like, this scene, like, makes it. 
Yeah, the thing is though, but this scene. So this is like what I said to you in the last in the last episode. This is like no, not the last episode. Sorry, two episodes ago. Right. But it's almost like this scene was written, and then the rest of the episode was written around it. It's good. Yeah, but the be. rest of the episode, I think, lives up to this. I think it's a good builder. Good. When in the um, Irene episode, mm. um, it wasn't a great build up to that scene. But this is a good build up. I think that's the difference. Mm. Because you get some funny bits in it, like the you get the emotional bit at the start of the episode when the flat and granddad thinks he's going, and then Del Boy talks out that he is. You also get the bit before that where he's in the pub and he talks him into bit with the Spanish son hats as well. The bit with the Spanish Italian son hats. Yeah. yeah, bit with the Italian son hats. The bit with the French girl. That's you know it's good. There's actually, actually good. There's actually mind. good build up to this. Yeah. yeah, I like this episode. Get a bit of Mungo, Mungo Jerry giving the public service announcement. Mungo Jerry, yeah. exactly. Also, you get to see the trotters in, in a light we haven't seen them before, where they're properly relaxing. Mm. Um, how many episodes do we see them going forward? A couple of episodes. There mm. are a couple of episodes. I this think, is the first time. I think it's the first one. Yeah, it's the first time we see them going abroad, and there's a couple more to come. Yeah, and and did you know this wasn't this was filmed actually in Cornwall, I believe it was, and uh, or it might be Mar- no Margate. I think it was filmed in Margate. And it was Nicholas Lyndhurst's twenty-first birthday during the filming of this. That's crazy. Yeah, um, I didn't make my write in my notes. It was Margate, Brighton, one of the seaside towns. Just insert, uh, they're all the same. That's basically. quite impressive. Yeah, yeah, it's quite quite good the way they've done that. Yeah, because it's really sunny. It's it is quite nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a different time for global warming and all that. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that's factually right. Absolute myth. Absolute myth. Fake news. Anyway, so, um, yeah, the, the guard comes back in and uh, Del Boy says, leave it to me. And he tries to bribe, bribe the guard. He gets, gives him some money and he says, like, give this to, you know, the charity of your choice. He gives this big wad of money, puts it in Juan's uh, breast pocket. And then Juan goes, all right, okay. And then Delbert goes also, now. Also, Rodney's yeah. kind of really like panicking. Mm. Oh, I would be. He's like, <laughs> he's like, he's yeah. like he wants to say something and then doesn't. And yeah. You can see it in his facial expression. Yeah, and and uh, Delbert saying now we're, me and you are very good friends. Yeah, what can you do something to to get my granddad out of here? And he goes, yep, no worries, he's free to go. And they're like, well, can you check this with someone? And, then, and he goes, no, don't worry. I've got his release papers right here. <laughs> and they go, well, you were going to let him go anyway. And they go, yeah, yeah. And then they go, um, then they go, oh, oh, very good one. Give it, give it a few years, and you could be run your own borstal. <laughs> and then they go, um, and they go, um, oh, you know, we. So he goes, well, what, what happened? And they say, well, I was. It was. It was a little offence. It was as you call a um a. a was a traffic violation. He was walking across the road, caused the car to crash. Uh, we're not going to make any charges because it'll be bad for um, Anglo-Spanish relations. And then Rodney goes, "Well, don't think you're going to get Gibraltar back just because of this." <laughs> Great <laughs> line. Good line. No Very good line. And uh, and then after that, um, um, I'm going to go. I'm going to say another point for mm. artistic licensing purposes. Mm. Do you think they would have properly arrested Grandad if he did that? Um, it seems quite extreme, doesn't it? I'm not too sure, to be honest, but I know that as an EU country, we do have measures to safeguard against pre-trial lengthy detentions in EU countries. Um, so, you know, luckily, that's not going to change anytime soon. So, uh, so yeah. Anyway, <laughs> satirical change. Anyway, 
I don't know if they would arrest him, to be honest. It seems quite extreme, doesn't it? Yeah, uh, I don't, I don't know, know any Spanish it, laws. To be honest, it, it makes for one of probably the greatest scenes in the whole yeah, thing. That, that prison scene's brilliant. Yeah, so, yeah. or the, it's not really a bad prison, police station, whatever. It's a great scene. That yeah. cell scene is brilliant. Mm, definitely. Um, so, yeah, after that, you know, the, the guard leaves and, and they say, you were done for jaywalk, jaywalking, you silly old Burke. And he goes, and Ronnie says, oh, you know, before we go to the hotel, we might as well stop off and get something for Grandad's cuts and bruises. And Grandad <laughs> goes, well, I've not got any cuts and bruises. And Del says, it's early yet. Yeah, I like that ends. because yeah. that shows the Trotters working together. Yeah. You know, the brothers, like, they know what the other one's going to say and they can mm. play off it. Brilliant. I like that bit. So just to clear up about what I was saying about the filming of it, uh, in the A to Z of Only Fools and Horses, um, John Sullivan said... Um, I hoped we could film the episode in Spain, but when I was told the budget, this wasn't a successful show at the time, when I was told the budget uh, wouldn't run to it, um, I wasn't surprised, so we all went down to Dorset. Actually, we had a great time. It was Nick's 21st birthday, with Nicholas Finhurst. Uh, during the filming, I took my wife, Sharon, and our two kids with me, and it was wonderful. So That's good, really nice. Good father as well. That's really nice. That's a good story. Very good story. Yeah. It's crazy to think, like, I, I imagine for TV shows, like, the budget to go film an episode in Spain, probably, I mean, obviously it's a lot of money, but in the mm. grand scheme of everything, it's probably not that much. No. And now the BBC wouldn't blink at that, they'd definitely throw money at it, but it's yeah. crazy to think then they had to struggle and do bits like that. It's good. Think about it, when this, this spin-off happens, they're going to set the first fucking season in Spain. Yeah. <laughs> so now we come to the second Christmas episode, Diamonds Are For Heather. Before that, of course, there was, of course, as well, Christmas Trees, which was an eight-minute uh, eight minute sketch, which was a part of a show hosted by Frank Muir um, called The Funny Side of Christmas, and which had many episodes of Yes Minster, Open All Hours, uh, Butterflies, and also Summer Wine. So, of course, Dave Delboy, uh, sorry, David Jason and uh, Nicholas Linhurst both, both getting a multiple acting jobs there. That's it. Have you seen this? Have I have seen, seen it. it. Have you seen, have you seen I it? I haven't seen it. No, I first heard of it. It's a, yeah, it's a weird thing. It was part, yeah, part, anyway, part of the show, um, it's a little sketch where Del Boy and Rodney, they're trying to sell Christmas trees and then Del Boy sort of coerces Rodney into, he, he, they see a church there and Del Boy says to Rodney, oh, you should go over there and donate them a Christmas tree. Um, he sort of like gives him a sob story saying, oh, I don't have a Christmas tree this Christmas. So Rodney goes over to him and uh, gives him a Christmas tree, and um, boys, um, and Rodney's, you know, he's really, really happy about it. Next, we see Del Boy in the market going, Get your official Christmas trees endorsed by the church. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice little way that's, that's quite good, that is. Yeah, I like that. And I'll tell you something else uh, t- talking about uh, Sid's cafe always changing. Do you know what? In this episode, this little sketch. Um, he doesn't actually have a cafe, he has a burger van. So they were just taking liberties with what Sid's... That takes the absolute piss. Takes the piss. Or he was a good un- entrepreneur. Yeah, maybe he has both. Yeah. But like you wouldn't built. expect him to run both. You'd, mm. you'd, expect, you'd expect him to run one. Mm. I mean, I'm sure there's a story behind it, but that is bizarre. Is that bizarre. is very bizarre. Very bizarre. But, uh, but yeah, if you're not, if no one's seen it, then I'd, I'll, I do I'll recommend searching it. I'll give that a watch. That sounds decent. Yeah. Uh, and I'll tell you what, mm. the fact that it was an eight-minute sketch on the part of this Christmas show mm. just shows how times have changed, really. Mm. 
You wouldn't have that now. You, first of all, you do have kind of Christmas variety shows and that would mm. be crap. Mm. But you haven't got any good sitcoms really on at the moment. No. And even if you did, it's like good family sitcoms that everyone watched. Mm. They probably wouldn't do a special. They probably yeah. wouldn't film a sketch for a special. Yeah. Just shows that times, times have changed. Yeah, I mean, Only Fools and Horses did do one um, for, for, for uh, Red Nose Day. Um, yeah, we know recent, about this. Recent we times. This, yeah. yeah. That wasn't... Times, that times have changed. Uh, that was yeah. not well, listen, good. I'm going to say something. Yeah. You're not going to like to hear this. Go on. You're not going to, you're not going to want to hear this. probably still now. Oh, I might do. But if anyone was expecting any more than what it was, then I think you're a fool. I, I, I don't know what you're expecting from it. It uh, literally hit the expectations that I thought it would. I'm storming out, mate. I'm going. He's storming I'm out. Gone. I'm, He's gone. Gone. I'm gone, mate. I'm gone. And then he just sat with me and my giblets. Oh, wow, just sat with me. He's gone. But if anyone actually thought that that was going to be any more than what it was, then you need to sort your life out. Because what did you expect? What did you expect with David Beckham in it? Let's move on. Let's leave that in the past and let's move on. All right. You right? You calm yourself down. <sighs> you need to repair the wall. Uh, it's even abysmal, abysmal. <laughs> I, 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 I won't, I won't, talk. Let's about move it. on. Right, right, let's, yeah, let's talk yeah. about a better episode. A better episode. Let's talk about it. It's a good episode. This. Yeah, Not a bad yeah. episode. It's a strange one. Strange one. It is a strange one. Thing, but I like it. Yeah. So diamonds are forever. Thirty minutes in duration. Nine point three million viewers aired on the thirtieth of December. 1982 um so yeah this um and this episode you we were saying before it's it's a bit weird for a christmas episode when you're saying because it ha- sort of happens over a period of time yeah well i know it starts off in november doesn't it yeah and then there and then basically it follows a relationship mm. and it doesn't really get to christmas does it really it's not like yeah it's a very christmasy episode so there's carols at the end so i imagine maybe i do remember the carols yeah, yeah and that's it actually really yeah maybe but... it finished around like in the timeline of it, it finished around christmas time maybe yeah yeah that's probably mm. what it is but also a strange is only for and horses even even though uh some of the subject matters can be can, can be quite depressing these two mm. struggling working class people it's normally really happy and quite mm. joyous and this is actually quite a sad episode for a Christmas episode. episode. Yeah. So that's, that's why I think it's a strange one. It's a little bit. So um, so it's mid-November. Oh, there it is in my notes, actually. Yeah. So it's mid-November. <laughs> 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 I don't... I mean, I, I copy and paste some stuff. <laughs> it's mid-November. This is why you listen to it, for the absolute professionalism. The professionalism, for the, the part, the kind of research you can't get. You, you, you can't just get by looking it up online yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's, it's mid-November, and Delboy has, um, he's just been uh, given the sack by this girl he was he was seeing. And Delboy's sat in the nag's head with uh, Rodney and Grandad, and they're watching... It's like sort of like a mariachi like tribute band. It's like a Spanish night going on the next day. <laughs> yeah, everyone's like having a great time um, instead of uh, except for Delbert. From from from, hmm. from memory, were they wearing sombreros? Sombreros, where they had the full nine yards. They were like the Which... geezers from Three Amigos. Down yeah. Um, so yeah, they you know they were um, everyone's having a great time apart from Delboy. And Rodney said, no, why are you down? I paid for these tickets. Delbo said he was at this party and this guy had, you know, had his family around him. He had, you know, his, his wife there, he had a kid, you know, what have I got? Um, and, that, and that's when he asked the uh, the singer to uh, to play Old Shep. And you see the, the guy sort of responding in a Spanish accent going, oh, I can't, 
can't play the old old shit. Slowly, senor. Slowly, senor. <laughs> no, no. That's what it's like. Yeah. Um, probably couldn't get away with that now. Probably couldn't get away with it. Um, yeah. ju- just, just to butt in. Mm. Uh, I, I know this sounds like I'm going off topic, but mm. kind of just shows how much times have changed. Um, mm. uh, of the time we're recording this, we've had the new streaming service released, uh, which is Disney Plus. Have you oh, seen right. this? I've heard about it. Heard of it. So it's a streaming service. Obviously, it's Disney stuff. Mm. And they've got old um, kind of Disney films and that, etc. Yeah. You know the ones that are made in like the 50s and that, yeah, 60s, yeah. 80s and the Trump and that. They're now putting disclaimers in yeah. before the film saying, please be aware that there are some kind of racial stereotypes in this. Mm. And they were made in the time where this was more acceptable. They're actually putting that in disclaimers. Mm. So it's kind of crazy to think that that's... that's Mm. Like, um, I think an example is, you know, the Italian chef in Lady and the Tramp. Oh, right, yeah. Do you remember that? He was kind of over-the-top Italian. Yeah. And the Siamese cats as well. Yeah. There's a proper racist one. Um, It was called something like Story of the South or something like that. Oh, yeah, that's just banned that, now. That yeah, one. yeah. yeah. That, I don't know if it's banned, but they wouldn't put it on the street. No, service. I'm not. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. yeah that, that was a dark time for Disney. But, yeah. Yeah, with... Um, I can't remember what the character's name was. Uncle Remus or something like that. Yeah. Kind of the, the slave kind of character. It's quite an infamous one, isn't it? It's, it uh, is, yeah. yeah. It has the famous song Zippity Doodah. That's where is that what that's from? Zippity Doodah, Zippity Day. That's that, ruined it for you. Can't dispute the song. Yeah, the song, the song it's it's kind of a, a really happy, jolly song. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, that's the story behind it. Well, when we um, we go on to um, an episode about a certain band, which we'll be doing soon, we'll find out that... Uh, yeah, you've got to separate the musician from sorry, the song from the the songs from the musicians and the and the people. Yeah, because uh, then you won't be able to enjoy anything, as we'll soon discover. But anyway, yeah, back to where we were. I just yeah. want to throw that in there because that's the type of disclaimer that you probably get. Mm. You, you, you might get that on Netflix or something. Come mm-hmm. soon. Yeah. You don't know. We're leading the way with podcasts. Um. So yeah. So you say I don't want to play old chef. You know, it'll bring your old mood down, and uh, and then. And then Del Boy says, like, repeatedly, play old Shep. And he says it more frequently. Quite aggressively. Quite aggressively, Quite aggressive, yeah. yeah. And we find out the guy is actually, actually posing as a Spanish singer. He's, and he says, like, leave it out, Del. He, he, he kind of has a fake moustache. Yeah, he calls yeah. it down, leave it out, Del Boy. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, again, Del Boy even more threatened. He goes, play old Shep. And um, he does it. Wait, and you see everyone wait, just slowly wait. leave. Everyone kind of gets the Yeah, and then it, it fades oh, to like when he's at the end of the song, and, and you just hear Del Boy. He thanks him by naming a uh, 50s Real Madrid football players. So he goes, <laughs> he goes, uh, Di Stefano, Di Stefano, Puskas, Puskas. Of course, Alfredo Di Stefano. I might start doing that. Yeah, yeah. Seems like quite a cool thing to do. Yeah. Uh, it'll be funny to see if anyone gets the reference. Yeah. You should do it with like early 2000s England players, like McManaman, McManaman. <laughs> <laughs> Nicky Bell, Nicky Bell. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds a bit Spanish. The way you're saying it, Nicky Bell. It sounds like you're saying it. Or the end of a cigarette. Yeah, Nicky Bell. Yeah. Old Shep. Familiar with the song? Know much about it? Don't know. Sounds quite good, though. I quite like it. You know what? It's one of those, every time I watch the episode, I always think I'll give it a proper listen to, and I have done. And It's a sad song. Originally, it was written in 1935, I think. All right. And it was written, uh, the story behind the song is this boy who has a dog mm. and the neighbour poisons the boy's dog and it dies. Mm. So it's quite a sad song. Quite a sad song. Um, here's a nice little story for you. Mm. Going off topic slightly. Mm. The year's 1945. Yeah. 
some sort of county fair in South North America, mm. Mississippi, around mm. that area. Mm. County fair on having a talent show. Mm. The young nipper, a young lad, makes his way upstage. Yeah. Ten-year-old boy. Yeah. Sings Old Shep. Oh, right. 1945 Mississippi. So he wins the talent show competition. Yeah. Wins about $5. Right. Guess who that man grew up to be? Not David Beckham, was it? No? <laughs> it was David Beckham. It was oh, David Beckham. Oh, <laughs> no, it was um, Elvis Presley. Really? Elvis oh, Presley. Fun little, fun little fact for you there about old Shep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. Who cares? Who cares? Del Boy, he goes up to the bar and he sees this, this woman called Heather, an attractive, attractive lady. Um, she's good looking. Yeah, she's a good looking lady. Yeah, and she's um, and she's she's and she's actually genuinely attractive. Like not just attractive for her age. She's actually like, genuinely attractive. And and and, and it's mm. an attractive. It's, it's, she's got a, a. You know how um, you mm. think oh women are good looking then because mm. they got the style of the eighties. Like she's good in any kind of time yeah, period. Yeah, yeah, she is. Yeah, <laughs> which is a bit of a weird thing to say, but <laughs> she's she's a timeless geezer. It's timeless. Yeah. Uh, so she goes, he goes up to the bar <laughs> and, and he says to her, oh, I love that song. And she goes, oh, yeah, I do. And then he, <laughs> she goes to him, oh, did you have an old dog? And Del away, <laughs> just goes, oh, I've had many old dogs. <laughs> he stops himself halfway through, realising he's like, he's on the black here, so he's got he's got to like, turn it on. But <laughs> Good, a different time, a different time. <laughs> uh, I was brilliant that bit. Um, anyway, so Del Boy, he, uh, he takes um, Heather back to back to her flat and uh, he sees this this guy in there and he's thinking oh that's a you know that's a fella or something and it turns out it's the babysitter and um that's you know i've double fans out she's got a kid um and he's he's yeah. quite a funny guy for a babysitter he is he's, <laughs> he's, like, so, he's like the neighbor isn't he yeah yeah he yeah. looks a bit geeky yeah yeah yeah, yeah i'm he um yeah he was he was, he, uh, he was uh, start going to uni to study and he goes yeah, I'm a mature yeah. student yeah yeah um and he says uh so Del Boy's asking you know what happened to her what happened to her husband and um and she says oh we went to um he went to the job center to, to sign on um and he's not been back since and that was eighteen months ago <laughs> and then Del Boy says well at this rate uh, he could still be queuing. And of course, it was in 1982 that unemployment um, had reached over three million in the UK. I believe that was the first time it reached those levels since uh, since the end of the end of the war. Blimey! I wonder yeah. what the population was then. Uh, I mean, I'll insert that. We'll insert that here. About 56 million. But yeah, because I just people. think like there's probably uh, coming up to that 70 million in this country now. Mm. But back then, it was obviously a bit less. Mm. I don't know, maybe 50 million or something like that. So just the proportions of it would have been a lot, you know, mm. in, in comparison, 3 million was obviously quite a lot. Mm. Yeah, weird. Yeah. Um, and so then... So straight away, though, yeah. does this remind you of an episode, another episode, which we've already covered? Go on. For me, it's very similar to... Yeah. Um, can't remember the name of it now. The episode with Del, uh, with Rodney, the old woman, meets her, goes into her flat. Yeah, uh, it, we were talking about that when we were talking about why didn't they cast this Heather exactly. girl as yeah, the yeah. like yeah that that's 
like whoever did casting had a bad day when they brought in Irene. <laughs> yeah, Irene. Yeah. yeah, but it's similar, it, and I find this to be quite a similar episode. Mm. And it's funny how they're kind of both in the uh, both quite close to each other. Mm. Um, but they're both quite sad episodes. Mm. Um, and are both about kind of relationships that were almost meant to fail from the off. Mm. Uh, advice here is don't date an older lady. Um, so. Anyway, so, um, yeah. <laughs> Boy, all I would say is experience. Yeah, yeah. That's all I would yeah. say. So, yeah, Del offers to take out uh, Heather. And, you know, she's like, oh, I'll get a sit around. And he's like, no, I'll take out you and, and the old lad. Um, Darren. Darren. There we go, son. Um, take out her son, Darren, for the day out. And uh, and, he, and she's like, oh, you know, when people find out that I've uh, got a kid, then most people don't want to know. And Del Boy goes, oh, you know, because I'm not most people. And then um, you know she, she's she's happy, and then as um, he walks out, she goes, "Oh yeah, mind the step." And he, like, well, we don't see it, but he falls down the old stairs. Yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, so next thing we see is a montage set to the song "Zoom" by the Fatback Band. And uh, the montage of Del Boy taking Darren to London Zoo. Um, they're like, having a nice time, and they see like these monkeys having it away. But it's sort of implied. Well, it might not be monkeys, might be any animal. I think it's monkeys actually. I think they do shots of monkeys. They're all happy watching them, and then they sort you see their reaction, and they seem to be having it away. So then, like Del Boy sort of shields Darren's eyes. Uh, we then see them at Tower Bridge. Um, they go to a planetarium, and you see uh, you see Del Boy. Well, firstly, you just think it's like night, like night stars, and you see Del Boy trying to like make his move, trying to get in there, trying to make her, um, make Heather, and then we see like a hand grab Del Boy and chuck him out, and then we see it's the planetarium, um, and then we also see him on a battleship, and Del Boy is bound, bouncing Darren on his knee, um, and also we see Del uh, Darren gets put some uh, ice cream in Del Boy's face. Um, and, and we also see like Del Boy's trying to go in, they're on this like battleship, and Del Boy's trying to go in to try and neck Heather again. And then we just see them have to like pick up Darren, um, which is a bit weird because it's like, I mean, if he did, like, because she, she offered you, like, let's go on a date by ourselves, but you're like, no, let's bring your old son along. And then when the son's there, you seem all annoyed when you can't, you can't kiss this bird, and it's like. You had your fucking chance, lad. Yeah, the only thing I would say is, obviously, he said that for the first time, you know, oh, and he, he, the reason he's done it the first time on the first day is obviously trying to get her good books. Mm. But you don't know what was said after that. She's maybe assuming that now he's coming along on uh, all of the dates. Do you reckon they could be different dates then? Oh, I think they definitely are different dates, yeah. I've never actually thought about that, so you're interested. Yeah, I it? think they're all different, because it's it quite a lot to do in one day. It is, it is, actually. So yeah. I reckon they're all separate dates, and... Uh, yeah. It's not like, yeah, it's not like one day. I mean, that would be the craziest bleeding day you've ever had. Hmm. Save, save on a bus fare, though. Get it all out in one, in one, one day. day. Yeah. I've never had a bird in my life. Um, and, you know, might probably will die alone. But, like, it, speaking as a man who's, who's in a relationship, like, if you, 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 like, is it worth, like, instead of going on, like, doing, like, five, like, really nice dates, like, do them all in one day. And then, like, you save out on, like, the travel. Like, is that a good idea? No, you still got... First of all, you still got to travel from point to point. Mm. So that's still going to incur costs. Secondly, mm. I find... Yeah, listen, listen, here's a bit of advice for you anyway. Yeah. Here's a bit of relationship advice. Yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm not that experienced in it. But yeah. if you have the idea for a couple of dates mm. in mind, space them out as long as you can. 
But because what you don't want to do is do them all on one Saturday. What the fuck are you doing for the next mm. six to two, two months, three months? So, so no, think... space them out, and that way, say let's do, let's say he takes a, to, yeah. say you go to London, London Zoo one week, yeah, right? Yeah. Well, that's alright. You're you're sorted for the next maybe two weeks after yeah. that, depending on the bird you got. Yeah. Next week, actually, let's not do anything. No week after that, then you go to Tower Bridge. Yeah. That's two days in one go. It's you're about you're you'll have to entertain them. Mm. You have to entertain them. Mm. Space it out. So make it last as long as you can. That's good. That's good advice from many areas when it comes to relationships. (laughs) 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 But are you telling me, like, if, for example, I get with a bird and uh, and you know something else should happen, and um, I take her to like the planetarium, we're having a nice time, then I take her to like eat eat dinner at that old that old crane bollocks we suspended in the sky. Then we go off to like see. Sorry, well, hang on. Whoa, let's yeah, roll it back. Yeah, yeah. What are you talking about? A crane in the sky. There's a crane in the sky where you can have like food and that. It's on so your I've seen this. So I've yeah, seen yeah, this. Yeah. I know. I think I know what you mean. So it's a crane that lifts. Yeah. Like you sit on this platform with yeah, a table. Yeah. yeah. And it's attached to a crane and it lifts you like hundred feet in the air or something. Like yeah, that. yeah. That thing you're talking about. Yeah, because that's meant to be like romantic and that. Like all. Like... Is he? I already show. I don't. I don't. Understand. I haven't. I, I don't. I, I don't understand. Can I just say something? Yeah, can I just yeah. say? I think that's a very bold early date. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go and okay, let you say that. Let's say, <laughs> let's, let's say we've been going steady, right? We've been going steady for, for like a few months, right? And and like it's, it comes around to the time where it's like, all right, I better take her on an old date. And I think right, I do, I do like these five amazing things. Like we go see a show, we eat dinner at the sky, in the sky. Yeah, but I'd make watch... them separate things. No, but say I did them, and right. like, I did them all in one day. Yeah, like and then I don't do anything romantic for like I don't know a month, two months, three months. Too long. And then, like, well, yeah, but would she be saying, like, oh, that's, that counts as one day? That yes, counts she as one would. Day. It would, because it'd be one day. And also, that's, that's two, madness, and if it? you go three months after that, do mm. anything, she'll get the ump. I promise you that now. She'll get the ump. So, uh, say, say, like, for example. And, and, and I'll tell you what the, uh, the other issue will be. What will happen is, is mm. all right, let's say how, somehow you get through those three months, and then you do take her out again. Mm. Whatever you go and do, it's not going to be good as, as that day. Well, so you've constantly got to top yourself. You, well, you'll be trying to top yourself, because you've topped it up on that day. Say this is week number mm. five in your relationship, mm. and then it comes to week 16, mm. and you're going out after. You've absolutely done this. you spanked all your money on this one great day, mm. doing absolutely everything. And then, and then ten weeks later... You're going out. There's nothing that's going to top that. Mm. I imagine if I was with a bird for that for about ten months, I probably probably would want to top yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I'm just going to say it here. Yeah. If I was you, crane up high, that kind of yeah. t- dinner in the sky thing. Yeah. I'd maybe leave that. I wouldn't do that early days because no. you don't know. I, I to be honest with you, I, I wouldn't fancy doing that. It's a bit of a weird thing to do. Yeah, romance is weird because like I, I, I don't think it comes down to romance. I don't right. think that's romantic. I think it's like you know, it'll be fucking cold yeah. and yeah. and it'll be really windy up there. Yeah, and they'll probably fuck up your order, so they got to go back down to get your order. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be fucking cold by the time. It'll be cold. It'll be get, it'll be cold really quickly. It'll yeah, be cold yeah. really quickly, and they probably have to give you a menu. The menu they have. Is probably stuff where you can eat it cold. Do you know how sometimes yeah, yeah. you have those foods where it doesn't really matter if they go cold? Yeah, yeah. Then you probably have that. And you know what? I'm going to say it. It. I, I don't know. I haven't done much research in this country. Yeah. But I would rather go to a restaurant and have a really nice meal mm. 
then go on this cramping because I bet the food quality isn't as good. And what if you just go to the bog as well? You think they'd be what, like you know, pissing off the edge? Piss off the edge. I, I reckon you got. I mean, they've got to make that allowance. They can't judge you if you do that. It's like, oh, we're going to go all the way back. Well, down. the thing is, it's inconvenient to bring yeah. everyone because it's not just you. Not yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. couple. There's quite a few people on the table, yeah. so you got to bring everyone down. To I don't want to be restricted. No, I don't no. want to have that restriction in my life. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Sitting on a fucking crane. I bet it'll be, uh, I bet it'll be um, really misty as well. You can't see anything, so you won't even get views. Yeah. I feel sick. I wouldn't want to eat. I wouldn't want to eat. I've been looking down. I feel ill. Yeah. I'll t- tell you what. I'll I'm t- absolutely fuming at the idea of it. It, it is. Don't go. Don't, unless you're going to give us money, then we'll, we'll, change, <laughs> we'll change our opinion. Oh, no. If you want to sponsor us. Yeah. If you want to sponsor us, listen, we'll, we'll Wait, give in to anything. Mate, yeah. we, we can We're edit, a couple of cheaps, guys. We can edit and re release any bollocks you want us yeah. to. I'm yeah, not, no, I'm no, not definitely. Fucking... If you want to pay us to do this, then yes. Yeah. Give yeah. us some money. I'll change my tune. Yeah. I'll, even, I'll go and do it. I'll take a picture of me out there. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Giblet sponsors as well. No, same goes for you. Giblets, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like, oh, you like staring at the skies, but then, like, you don't want to watch Star Wars. Yeah, a fucking Star Scott. Trek. That's Star Trek. Like, yeah, how yeah. romantic is Star Trek? Oh, beautiful. Imagine if you were on the uh, the mm. Enterprise. Mm. Is, that, is it Enterprise in Star Trek? I think so. Uh, if it was Star Wars, I'd be on it. But... The Millennium Falcon Star Wars, I think yeah. it's the Starship Enterprise, I think, in Star yeah. Trek. But imagine being on that thing, and, and mm. you know where they've got the, uh, he's got the old captain's seat, and that milk sit around him, and you're looking at all the stars and that. Mm. That's well romantic. Mm. That's well nice. Yeah. Yeah. It? yeah. Double standards. Double standards, mate. Double standards. You bloody cranes. I tell you what, what you want is you go up in those cranes have a star night. Star night, mate. Yeah. So six weeks later <laughs> <laughs> Rodney and Grandad. I'm just noticing as well why you said it takes place over six weeks. So it's in my notes. I know more about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Del, Del Boy and Rodney they're, they're uh, sorry, so it's Rodney and Grandad, they're uh, watching Del Boy play football with uh, Darren at the council estate and Delvoy says he could play for England. He's better than that load of rubbish that we have. Um, of course, after 1982, when we did exit the World Cup, again, undefeated, um, we did hire Bobby um, Bobby Robson. This was the start of the Bobby Robson era, which would see us probably, I'd say, the best era of football we've had since actually winning it. We got, of course, to the semi-final of 1990 and quarterfinals of um, 96. So, I, I don't know, Del Boy. I think they're, they're about to do okay. And the 86 as well. They got the semi-finals that, yeah. No, it was quarterfinals, 86. Was that was the Mar- Maradona. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At yeah, least yeah, I think, correct. yeah, quarterfinals, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Um, no, yeah, good period of football. So, you know, it, it was yeah, not too bad, Del Boy. Not too bad. So then that night at the... That night in the flat, Del Boy's getting ready um, to take Heather out. He's saying, you know, it's going to be a, a really special night. And that's where he says to uh, Grandad and Rodney that him and Heather have applied for a council house. And he leaves. And then we see um, Grandad and Rodney. They're saying, they seem a bit shocked at first. There's like a silence as Del Boy leaves. And then that's when they realise just after he goes, but if he leaves, who's going to pay the rent back at their flat? Um, Which again, a very sad prospect actually as well. Quite a depressing episode this. Yes, it's a funny old episode because mm. at the start of it, you see Del Boy quite upset mm. when he's asking for old Chep, etc. Mm. And um, that's something that we're not used to. Mm. Normally, it's kind of Rodney who's a bit down, down, he's looking at the pessimist, mm. and, and Rod Del Boy is the opposite. So it's weird to see him like that. Mm. And plus, it looks like they're breaking up, which we do get a couple of times throughout the show. Yeah. You get the idea of them potentially splitting up, mm. and it is sad. 
I can't wait till we get on to that, that episode where um where on you finally moves out and uh simply Red's playing. I keep holding. <laughs> it is though, it's you do get that a few times. I think the first one of course was, was when um um what's her name? Pauline comes in. Now I think that's the first time we see it where the prospect of like them potentially you know, living apart and then of course um yeah, yeah. we get we get it quite a few times and it's Again, Del Boy seems to be the one who's always keeping together. But in this example, it's it's well as we we're out to find out. Del Boy's intention, if it was, if he had his way, then he wouldn't. He would have left them behind. So it's been quite interesting, actually, in this prospect. It's not him the one making the decision to choose his family over over the girl or the job, as he later does. It's quite well, interesting. Yeah, the thing is with this, it's his old family for a mm. new one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not really picking a girl over his family. Mm. It's the idea of a a more traditional family, mm. a wife and a child, yeah. rather than his family, which is his brother and his granddad. Yeah. During on the episode, we were talking about the prospect of them making an Only Fools and Horses spin-off with yeah. Damien, Joan, uh, Tyler. Yeah. yeah, put Darren in there as well. He could be a, he could be a character that c- comes up. You talk, you could have Heather. I, should, I don't know. If she's, if she's still alive, you could have Heather. The actress played Heather. Right. Yeah. Yeah, about. yeah. What you could do is have a character called Darren, mm. and not suggest who he was. Like, just the thing is, you could quite easily watch that and go, "Oh, that must be the same Darren that was in mm. Diamonds of Ever." No, just say, "Oh, this is Darren." Mm. Put, we don't know much about Darren's history, but, and then at one point in the episode, yeah. going through some baby photos or something like that, all of a sudden yeah. one pops up with him, his mum. And Del, yeah, yeah, and it would be like full circle. <laughs> be like, it would be like on a really cool yeah, moment. Yeah. It? Also, we'll have to have, but I think Heather will probably have to be dead in this situation. Yeah, no, that sounds a bit harsh, but yeah. I think if Heather's in it, and then it will be like, oh, there's Darren and his mum Heather. Be no, he doesn't talk about his parents or anything yeah. like that. Doesn't know his dad. His dad left or, or whatever. Yeah, um, maybe his dad was, you know, whatever. Still waiting in the job queue. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, Heaven, he just maybe he just says, "Oh, my mum passed away." A bit similar to Del in mm. that sense. Similar mm. to Del in that sense. Oh, my mum died when I was at X amount of age, and 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 then that comes out. Or yeah. like, or like, no, Del was saying he he was like he's he's a great footballer. Him. What yeah. about if he turns into Darren Fletcher? That's a good point. That's yeah, that's yeah. a good yeah. Um, and <laughs> again, again, don't make, don't make it, don't, don't. It's a really great idea, but don't, don't do it. Don't. We don't. can, we can fantasize about the idea. Yeah, but don't, don't do it. No, don't do it. Um, let's pay us money to, to, to write it, then we'll do. It. Anyway, so Del Boy yeah, in heaven. We'll write it on a crane, mm. sus- like a table suspended from a crane. We'll write it there. Write it there. Plateful of giblets. Plateful of giblets. As I'm pissing over the side. So Del Boy and Heather, they're at an Indian restaurant, um, and. Del Boy, he's um, ordering like a big, big order, and um, and Heather's saying, "Oh, you're splashing out," and Del Boy's saying, "Oh, you know, I'm celebrating," and that's when he talks about the fact that he went to Hatton Garden, and he pulls out this engagement ring that he got from his mate Abdul. Of course, Abdul, who we'll see him later in Harlem back. Yeah, first mention of Abdul. Interesting that. Mm. Okay. Um. So yeah, he says uh, this is um. A ring that I've got from my hat and garden. Abdul um, pulls out the ring, and uh, Heather she's flattered, and uh, she also that like, she sort of breaks down a little bit. And Del Boy's saying, 
oh, you know, if, if, if it's not, not the right ring, you know, I can go change it, you know, if you don't like it. And then Heather says, no, it's not that. So I got a phone call from my husband, um, husband, of course, being called Vic, and saying he's got a job now. Um, he's in Southampton. He's, uh, he's I think, was he? He's about like Father Christmas at what, uh, suit. Uh, That's it, yeah. yeah. It's a Father Christmas hairstyle, which is, mm. let's be honest, it's not the most stable mm. job. Mm. That's a job that... That's a really a one month job. It is a one month from the start job. of December till mm. the twenty fifth, less than a month. Mm. So I think she's a bit of a fool. Bit of a fool, um, and uh, and yeah, that man turned out to be Monkey Harris. No, but no, yeah, saying yeah, so uh, he's and saying uh, yeah, he's asked me and Darren to to go and live with him. So basically, she's going to leave Del for her, her husband Vic. There's a great bit here. Where she asked Del, oh, you know, we say goodbye to Darren, you know, you meant a lot to him. And Del was like, no. It's a great moment there because yeah. Del, he is a character. This is why the writing's so good. It's because these characters, none of them are perfect. They're all flawed. And and Del Boy has, he, if he was like, he, he's not going to let himself be walked over. He he probably does feel a bit used. Maybe, maybe it's an, an inappropriate response to have because obviously the kid's done nothing wrong. Why should he be punished? But he is human, Del. And if you're a human in that situation, you're gonna respond like that. You're gonna, yeah. be, no, of course, I'm gonna say goodbye to your kid, no matter how right or wrong that is. That's that's how you yeah. react in a situation, which I think is great. But great, you know, you know, deep down, Del doesn't mean that's be the case. Yeah, but he's in that moment, like, that right moment, there. Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't, you never, yeah, and it's it consistent again with Del's character. Consistent. It's a sad moment as well. Very sad. And there's a couple of sad moments throughout this series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tops it off. Probably the saddest episode in Probably. this season. Del, Del Boy leaves, and he he hears this choir um, singing. I think they sing a Christmas carol, and then he you know walks up to him, whispers him one of the guys here, pays him some money, and he goes, Are "You sure?" And he's like, yeah, yeah. He nods, walks away, and the choir starts singing "Old Shep." Old Shep. Um, great way to end the episode. It's a good ending to the episode, mm. but again, a sad episode. Yeah. Sad ending, mm. and it's the Christmas episode, so mm. bit of a strange one, but. It's still, it, to be honest, it tops up a good series. Yeah, it's a very good series. However, the quality of the programme wasn't being reflected in the viewing figures. And after series three, Only Fools and Horses was on the verge of being cancelled. So join us next time on the That's Why They Were Quality podcast to find out what happened to Only Fools and Horses. I mean, obviously, like, it didn't get cancelled because like, we've already talked about future episodes that, that that get made, so it didn't get cancelled. But find out next time on the That's Why They Were Quality podcast, where we go through series three of Only Fools and Horses. Because it didn't get cancelled, they made more of them. But, but find that out next time on the That's Why They Were Quality podcast. <laughs>